ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, do y'all know what time it is? I don't think that you do because you're locked in right now, 9 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. UK time. So one of the most outrageous, uncanny shows that you can find on a week to week basis. And that's right here with the living split screen morning show. This is episode 31 and you are here with your host, Pong and Steel. Now, I've got to start off with, with those of you who are watching. Um, in the background today, again, I give y'all gameplay week to week. That is actual gameplay. Um, this is me. Every game that y'all have seen up to this point has been my gameplay getting put on display. Uh, hopefully, it doesn't end up being ass or anything like that for y'all. But um, at least it's something for y'all to watch in the background. This week, I do have Everspace 2. Um it's on Game Pass, man. If you haven't tried it out, definitely give it a give. Definitely give it a run. PC um, it's Game in Pass. PC Game Pass. Correction, that is true. Um, <laughs> so if you guys got PC Game Pass, check it out. Uh, but with that being said, um, it is a Game Pass. It's in Game Preview though, so check it out if you do, if you get a chance. It's an awesome game. Other than that, I also got a chance to finish up Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, so we definitely want to have that conversation. Beat that on hard. Took me about twenty four hours or so, maybe a little bit less than that. Um, but other than that. I am your guy, Steel Rain, man. And hopefully y'all have had an excellent week. We've gotten to uh, a lot of different things this week, along with a lot of personal things going on. But uh, with that being said, uh, we always got to come here on a Saturday morning, give you this game talk, give you that passion, give you that energy, that, um, I don't know, that vibe that only me and Pong can bring you, you know? Um, I'm running out of words here, so I have to pass it off to my <laughs> brother from another man, uh, the uncanny gentleman himself. He He's what makes the show uncanny. Um, I just make it eccentric. Uh, but he is an uncanny gentleman himself. He is the number one star of any X-Man that you crew that you can ever put together. My guy, Pong. So what's going on, man, while I sip on some coffee? Hey. Great words, brother. You ran through the whole gamut. Everything that you had, you just laid it out on the table. Just whip left it out. nothing on just the field, as they say in, in in sports, right? That you left nothing. You left it all on the field, I should say. Hey. You left nothing in reserve. You just gave it all. So thank you for that amazing intro. Yes, this is Living Split Screen. It is Saturday morning, October yes. the thirtieth. Hallow. Ween Eve yes. is upon us. I can't believe I'm even saying that. Steel. We started the show when in April, March. April. Uh, yeah, we've March? been doing this for 31 weeks, man. We've man, been doing it for 31. <laughs> so we've already been through a whole summer together. We're in the golden age of gaming, and here we are coming into Halloween, holiday season, best time of the year for gamers in a lot of ways. We're getting a lot of stuff coming down the pipe. Uh, look, yesterday, for any of you who don't know, I won the lottery yesterday, right? Shout out to Major Nelson. Nelson. Shout out to Xbox. Free code Friday. I actually pulled out a damn win. Like, yes, you did. You see all the winners. Every Couple wins. I play yeah. every Friday. I see all the winners. And I only think I've seen like maybe one, two people in the community, right? That, that we know that have been following whatever else, maybe this whole entire time. Yesterday, I pulled out a win. It was amazing. I got Riders Republic, Gold yes, Edition, yes, no less, and In Sound Mind, which is a brand new psychological horror from an indie studio that was shown off, I think, at the springtime, I almost want to say, at one of the idea of Xbox shows, I think. Uh, but, man, I can't wait. I'm looking forward to jumping into those. 
Um, it has been a busy week, month end at work. I feel like I'm saying that every week, but it's not. But this is, it was really month yeah. end at work. So, man, I was I was uh, at work by, uh, you know, quarter to nine and mm-hmm. then not leaving until eight and not getting home until after nine. So right. it's been a long week. Uh, got a little bit of Skyrim uh got to try out some backbone uh which was one of the new okay. games that's that, I heard that's some people that talking about one. that that anamorphic one remember really feel that we yeah the, with the raccoons and the fox and all that kind of stuff yeah, i we, am i didn't see yeah was so you're a raccoon detective and you got to solve ah, this okay yeah, yeah 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 i remember yeah it, remember it's very the story itself is very cool very adult okay, okay. very adult uh so uh but with animals and so it's really, really interesting. And you got some puzzle solving. You got to figure out how to get into places, you hey. get in multiple ways. You ever wanted to so, play Zootopia? We got a game for you. Backbone. Yeah, no, the adult I'm Zootopia. Playing, playing. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> kind of is like that. Uh, so, yeah, no, Backbone is uh, really uh, good. I was I was very impressed with that. Mm-hmm. Did not have a chance to jump into Echo Generation or any of the other ones that kind of okay. dropped here. Uh, the Forgotten City also just dropped that we talked about last week. I, I want to try that because that was actually made based upon a Skyrim mod. Oh, wow. and it was supposed to be just a mod, and then it wound up becoming a full game. Oh, wow. And so they released that and a lot of people love it. A lot of dialogue, uh, but I can't wait to jump into that. Uh, but Skyrim's got me. Uh, there ain't no lie. I'm waiting for the 11th. Everybody out here, you know, fours of this, halo that. You're, here you're, I am just going, I can't wait for Skyrim, Skyrim. anniversary. Oh. <laughs> I'm legit. All right, like, GTA Online, wait. man. Right, right, exactly. So, uh, but no, uh, having a great time with Skyrim again, right. um, rediscovering everything again there's too much in the game so i forgot most of it so it's like new to me like i i, I walk into place and i'm like have i been here before right did i do this mission last time right i don't remember doing this mission last time so loving it uh can't wait for the 11th anniversary can't come soon enough but man we got a lot to talk about this week we do we got we got some things um, for sure we got a lot we got a lot man uh, um, a lot of news dropped this week so. yeah that is 100 a fact um and just to just to touch on some of that stuff real quick um we had those daredevil rumors um with that supposedly sky dance new media and marvel games partnership that we're hearing um we got the the game pass subscriber numbers are uh, raising questions about its viability long term Ooh. Uh, the console versus PC versus console worthiness. Uh, I wanted to kind of bring that up again in conversation because people have been talking about that since the Sony is now coming out using the PlayStation PC label for PC games. Uh, so we definitely got to speak on that. Um, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy actually hit a lot harder for people than they thought it was going to. Um, I know we had our reservations here. I've had my reservations about it, um, but I feel like I said from the jump, man, um, that I had interest in it. Usually when I have interest in the game, it leads to a right direction. Um, so, it, But it is surprising that it turned out as good as it was, and I'm definitely going to give you guys my full review on that um, on the show, actually, so that's going to be cool. Um, we can also talk a little bit about... I don't, I don't know exactly what you're going to want to throw in here, Paul. So I'm just kind of running down a list of different things that we could touch on. Um, you could kind of throw in other things that you, that you're kind of thinking of. If you, if you want to speak on some of those things too, um, but Returnal finally as a suspend feature, letting you pause the game. I know something that people were all asking about for a long time. And I kind of, I was a little bit on the fence about it uh, because I know originally it didn't seem like it was part of their game design. Um, but 
is seemingly coming across like they're just trying to make the game more accessible for people. Again, the game didn't sell as well as I'm figuring that they hoped. I know that they got this whole partnership with Housemark and everything now, and they're in the under the umbrella now and everything, but I feel like there might be a deeper play for that. Um, I feel like the second time around is going to be their real chance to uh that sony is giving them to say hey uh, you know the first one was good it's your first game you did something with it it i know it's a niche it's a niche title y'all did all right but i don't think it did as well as sony would have liked it to so i think there's a lot of adjustments being made in the background um at least for housemark personally as the devs they definitely want more as a dev you want more attention on your game and you'll do whatever to kind of adjust and make those things happen um and then the other thing is activision blizzard ends forced arbitration as ceo bobby kotek takes a massive pay cut uh, i think he took a pay cut all the way down to sixty-two thousand a year or something like that um <laughs> which is um That's such a freaking joke which is uh, i mean come on man. hey it's come a start on. it's a start Would you get a bonus of 155 million Hey, he said he'd take that pay cut. He I, you said, know, I wouldn't even, cut. I wouldn't, I would not even even put out 62.5. I would put out a dollar. <laughs> I would have put out, a, I would have been like, you know what? A dollar. That's what I'm going to take. Um, and it's mostly because he's trying to, he's trying to make it seem like he's for the Saving for the rights and, and wants everything to go yeah he's trying to save his ass honestly that's 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 really what it is um and saying that oh i'm not going to take anything back until things start moving in the right direction now you're trying to save your ass so but we'll talk we'll definitely talk about that um i feel like any one of these topics that we end up deep diving today because you know how me and pong are um yeah. are going to be worthy we conversations i haven't heard too many people talk about this through any of these things really um into any kind of detail again pong if there's some of the things you want to throw in there let me know well, for we sure got, we got the state of play we definitely got state to run that down real quick even though there wasn't a whole lot there we still got to make mention of it i think we got to get your thoughts for sure i'll give my shortened version since uh i have given my thoughts so much but it's I gonna be real short my thoughts it's gonna be real short. on 343 uh you know and their uh halo, halo. yeah facts facts yep. uh as three bits said we have 343 subscribers talk so about halo we gotta lock that in i'll probably sure, start we'll I, probably start with that honestly yeah because i do want to hear your thoughts mm -hmm. on it man uh as a big time halo oh, fan, yeah. uh i love hearing you guys talk about this stuff so um absolutely got to touch on that uh but Facts. yeah otherwise i think that covers it all uh maybe if we get some time we could show off a couple little indie uh little demo clips yeah let we, me know uh, picked up uh, just to kind of give the people, because we told them that we would keep them uh, kind of up Informed, to date yeah. on that stuff. So it's always good to see what the little guys are doing out there in Thanks. the world, uh, especially with some impressive stuff, impressive things. This time from Germany, and I don't remember where the other one's from, but man, uh, the indie devs are putting in their work. Yeah, so, talked about that. Man, living split screen, man. We are back. We are back, Steel. So we got to always kick off. Are you going to say hi to the beautiful people is that what you're going to do at this point i mean Pong, you coming? already know we gotta say hi to the beautiful people man if it wasn't for the chat i don't know where we'd be at y'all are some of the i know people people say this right people say it all the time oh you're the best chat in the, in the business this and the, no i mean for real though like y'all coming here on a week-to-week -week basis we see y'all beautiful paces faces coming here on a week-to-week -week basis and it's an amazing thing to me man because y'all don't have to be here the fact that we at least have a consistent crowd coming and check us out on a week-to-week -week basis is an amazing thing to us um and we want y'all to understand that we really value you guys um we want to get to a thousand so we can start monetizing doing some different things start moving some things in some different directions um maybe possibly even do a patreon at some point um because i mean me and pong have this supreme passion for this industry uh that we really want people to understand it's bigger than uh 
uh, just a box is bigger than uh, any one closed ecosystem. It's about the bigger picture. Um, so do want to shout you guys out. Um, I got to start off by shouting out. Uh, starting off by shouting out not only Stanley Francois, but I also <laughs> have to shout out to my guy Joe Dunmore because he he comes in every time that I see this man. He asks me how I feel, and I gotta tell you, Joe Joe Dunmore, I'm feeling good like James Brown. Um, so I appreciate you asking me this. Hey. Da, 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 da. Hey, but no. Nah, um, so that's an amazing thing. Um, the other thing too, man, I have to say this, and I want to start actually start putting it as more part of the intro. Shout out to the Midweek Mix-Up Collective for not only allowing Living Split Screen to maintain themselves um, or be ourselves, but also being very welcoming and also very um, engaging on the back end. Um, they, there's crew guys that support Very us support. from top to bottom and that's something that really matters to me and Pong. I mean, we we breed ourselves on, well, pr- breed. We pride the ourselves. Pause. Hey, breed yeah, whoa, shit. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> we pride ourselves in authenticity. We pride ourselves in organic nature. Um, these Those guys are the same thing. They're, they're, all, they're over the ocean brothers and uh, it's sisters and those who become part of the collective and we can't do nothing but thank y'all. But uh, just shout out y'all, shout out y'all real quick. Shout out to Joe Dunmore, Giza Prime, Crazy Louie Gaming. Hey, if there's one person y'all got to stay out for, I might, have to, hold on, man. I might as well do this live on the show just because I'm uh, Crazy Louie. I had to go ahead and make you a moderator, man. The, as many times as you shout us out, man, as much love that you show <laughs> us, man, and as much as appreciation that you give us, um, I got to make you a mod, man, because you've been nothing but short of amazing. Um, you've been putting out multiple videos, letting the people know, hey, Living Split Screen's pushing it out there. They're getting those subs up, getting closer to 400. Man, it's because of people like you that keep the engagement up, um, the hype that gets me to these Saturdays every week. Um, and it's part of the reason why me and Paul can sit here and have these conversations for hours. Can we do it by ourselves? yeah we could for sure uh me and paul don't get to talk like that now as it is so of course yeah. i mean we could talk hours this on would, end this, anyway this would be our xbox live time if we were it, like we're doing this we exactly. just get together on the weekends the game exactly this is what it would be right here exactly um but uh let me work work back up the list again victor click three bit doom reaper uh wandering dutch the mod uh who else we got in here geezer prime joe dunmore i shouted you out sick slayer what's going on my guy rick Payne, bringing the pain you already know uh who else is in here who else is going on here uh awful grim bones what's going on my guy uh who else is on here we got spooky sprocket in the house what's going on digital tiger uh, Stanley Francois, my Suko, what's going on? Uh, who else we got in here, man? What just happened? What's popping, my guy? Uh, who else is in here? If you're in here, Nick's Fat Boy Horror UK lad, I'm just scrolling up the list, man. Yep. Perrin Pluck, what's going on? Uh, who else we got in here? If you're still in here rocking and rolling, let us know, man, so we can give you a shout out. Get we definitely, Doom Reaper. Yeah, I do believe I did get a did okay. get did get, right. get Doom Reaper. Sorry, I can't talk today. Um, you know what I meant? <laughs> casket repair. There we go. That's who. There's there. casket. I was looking for him. I was looking for him. I was like, I'm, I'm missing somebody. But yo, shout out to y'all. Um, thank you for being here on this Saturday morning again. Uh, hit that like button. Share us out. Tell the beautiful people about us. Let the let your fellow gamers know about us. Um, again, me and Pong's overall goal. I know we've only been doing this for 31 weeks, less than a year, but 
Our goal is to touch those three billion people. Are we there? Nothing short of world domination. Are we brother. there yet? That's no, but we're working towards that direction. And I feel like if there's anybody that's going to be able to do it, I mean, I mean, sure, you got your bigger names and things like out there that even me and Pong look up to. But we're trying to break the cap, just like Microsoft is trying to do. They're trying to break the cap. And that's what we're trying to do here, too. And that's just with the enthusiasm, with the organic nature and the authenticity. But let's get into these games, Pong. Tell the people what they have to look forward to, what's upcoming. And let's get to it, man. All right. So, gamers, are you oh. ready for this week's Are you ready? <laughs> look, we are coming into November. Yes. As crazy Already. as it sounds, Already. we have been talking about games for the holidays for so long, and yeah. now here we are. So yeah. this week, uh, it's got some, it's got some interesting things. There's going to be some interesting things coming out. Uh, so starting on November second, uh, we have unpacking there coming we go. out. Uh, now, Game Informer lists us as Switch and PC. And I believe this is also coming to Xbox. Uh, yes, I believe they haven't said for sure, but I I'm believe not trying to this unpack boxes. I think unpacking is coming to, to uh, Game Pass this week as well. So this should also include Xbox, but whatever. Again, Game Informer isn't perfect. There's just too much yeah. content out yeah, there now. Facts. So unpacking, uh, yeah, this is... Uh, it is what it is. Uh, I remember the this was at one of the idea at Xbox shows was it? Uh, earlier in the year. I yes, because I remember that. Caitlin being excited about it. Of course, shout out to Caitlin and Matt. <laughs> uh, I remember that her being kind of excited about it because literally you are unpacking boxes from a move into your rooms into your new place. That's crazy. Uh, I don't know what the end goal is, but that's what the game is. So, unpacking coming out November second. Uh, World War Z hits the Switch on really? November 2nd. Yeah, good for Switch, man. I don't know how much of their player fan, oh, you know, their fan base is going to actually play it. Uh, but you know what? World War Z is actually really good, and they've done a lot of updates to it. Uh, it is a fantastic co-op shooter. Uh, I will mm -hmm. give it that. I don't know if it's Back for Blood good. Some people think it's better than Back for Blood. Um it's good. I'll, I'll definitely give it that. I like the game itself. So Switch players, get ready. World War Z zombie killing is coming your way just in time for Halloween or just yeah, right after Halloween. That's a fact. Right after Halloween, yeah. All right after Halloween. So then we got Bloodshore, which is oh, coming God. to everything. What What is this? PlayStation I, I It's 5, an adventure game. Xbox Series console, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, PC, iOS, Android. Uh, it's an so interactive Bloodshore. battle royale. Oh God! I just the cover. <laughs> You're showing everybody the cover, right? Yes, yes, yes. I'm this showing everybody like, this the cover. Like, <laughs> this looks like the old like Sega CD mm. games where they got real people. What? What is? Yeah, this? yeah, 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 yeah. It's a, it's a. You, you steer the story, man. You're gonna, okay. you're gonna. It's an interactive movie or hey. interactive game, man. Hey, look, look. That's cool. Bloodshore is coming out, everybody. So I'm probably going <laughs> to pop it up on my phone and play while I'm in the bathroom. Oh, okay, okay, so okay, that, okay. That sounds like a great time. Uh, all right. Hey, look, Just Dance is still alive and kicking. So for all Goodness you gracious. dance fanatics out there, Just Dance 2022 coming to PlayStation 5, Series, Xbox Series consoles, Xbox One, Switch, and Stadia. Interestingly enough, no PlayStation 4 is listed. Uh, I don't know what that what's up with that, but hey, 
Even Stadia gets a chance to play Just Dance. 2022, you know the drill there. It's been around for, what, yeah. over a decade now at least? Uh, we might be coming up on 15 years of Just Dance. Uh, yeah. It has been going. It's been out for a while. Very, it outlived uh, that the rock band Guitar Hero era. That's that's what's crazy. Yeah. That's when it came out. That's yeah. what's crazy. Still, still pumping it out. Uh, so that comes out November 4th. Uh, the Binding of Isaac Repentance comes to Xbox Series consoles November 4th. Uh, Binding of Isaac, hell, uh, an absolute... I have not personally played it, right? I have not Having personally it. played this game, but this is an absolute hit. The, uh, Binding of Isaac, for a lot of people, is the greatest game of all time. No mm-hmm. joke. Uh, so Repentance is coming out uh, for series consoles. It's been out on PC since March. Uh, it came to... Uh, yeah, then it come then it's coming to Xbox Series consoles, and then uh, later supposedly it's supposed to be coming to PlayStation Five, PlayStation Four, and Switch as well. So, but Binding Isaac, I know, is a big game. I have not played it, but there are legit people who think it's the greatest game of all time. So, uh, there are YouTube videos upon YouTube videos of the Binding of Isaac. So, uh, check That's that out if you are interested. Uh, Where cards fall coming to Switch and PC November fourth. This looks mm. like a new puzzle game. Uh, very interesting. interesting from the game band uh, developer and publisher is Snowman. I love that. I love that. Snowman. Snowman. Uh, let's see here. I know a different so type of Snowman. Like, so. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Animal Crossing's New Horizons Happy Home Paradise DLC. The absolute, excited, aren't you? The absolute Switch home run where basically every Switch owner owns Animal Crossing yes. New Horizon, yes. right? Basically, at this point, everybody who owns a Switch, it's like a requirement. Best-selling game. That, mm-hmm. I think the Switch won't turn on when you buy it until Without. you have Animal mm. Crossing New Horizons. I think that Nintendo's new play. Yeah. You can't turn on our system unless you buy this game. I think that's going to be their new play. Uh, but I think that already happened with Animal Crossing. So, hey, guess what? DLC is coming. It's probably going to Hey, sell the like DLC a, is $25. Of course it is. I'm surprised it's not 50. So <laughs> shout out again, respect mm, to us, Nintendo. Mm, mm, you guys, mm, mm. you guys just keep doing it, man. You guys just keep doing it. Uh, you're doing your thing. So keep, keep it alive. Uh, that is coming out November 5th. And then this is going to be the interesting one. The first of the three big shooters launches, mm. uh, first person shooters this mm. holiday, this has been a while since we've had mm. all three together. Uh-oh. So this is going to be a big holiday. Uh oh. Right? What? Not go ahead. Keep, keep. I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm just hyping, I'm hyping you up. This? I'm hyping okay. you up. Go ahead. Call of Duty Vanguard launches November 5th across everything, of course PlayStation 5, Xbox Series consoles, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, PC. This is going to be interesting, Steel. It is the first out of the gate. It probably has the least hype out of all three right now. And that's saying a lot when it comes to Call of Duty games. It's still probably going to be bought at record pace really out the gate. I really hope not. I, 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 so do I, but we know what's going to happen. We know what's going to happen. They are first out the gate. It's Call of Duty. However, what I'm interested in is the legs. Once Battlefield drops, once Halo drops, what is what do the sales look like for Call of Duty? What does the engagement look like for Call of Duty Vanguard? This mm-hmm. is going to be interesting. This could be the first year... Activision feels a hit in a long, long, long time. 
Uh, and it's they, the one of their they, better company, the better devs for Call of Duty. That's the other thing too, is that Sledgehammer is actually a good dev for Call of Duty, but them going back in time, it was not the right move. Problems with this game. It's not the right major move. Major problems. Yeah, it's been major issues. Too, major so. development issues. They've got all hands on deck. Basically, every single one of their studios, as everybody probably here well knows, is working on Call of Duty at this point. Yep. Um, which is ridiculous, but it Some is point. what it is. Yep. Uh so, but this one, uh, Call of Duty Vanguard, I'm out. Uh, I'm not picking it up. Like I said. Nope. Super sale at some point down nope. the road next year to play the single player campaign. Maybe, oh, that. maybe, yeah, no. maybe, cool. uh, but at this point I'm out, uh, I steal you're out. Uh, yeah, I, no. I think that's going to be a lot of people's reaction. So I can't wait to see some sales numbers come out. Um, like I said, I expect it out the gate to still be hot, but then legs wise, I want to see where it drops off. I can't wait to see Benji sales. Good member of the community, awesome dude. I can't wait to see him start dropping some of those sales numbers. Right. Uh, come in a couple months from now, once uh, Halo and Battlefield are out, it's going to be fun. Uh, so, Call of Duty Vanguard, November fifth. I know there's plenty of people in the chat probably picking it up. Salute mm -hmm. to all of you. I understand completely. It is what it is. It is a franchise that people absolutely just love to buy each and every year. So, yeah. Um, God. let let's build a zoo coming to PC. Hey, for all your animals, uh, animal lovers out there, which I am, this looks like a cool little uh, old school. You want to build a zoo, Palm? Park. I know you're yeah. waiting for it. Yeah, this looks like an old. Hey, I'm all about these builders. I like these 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 uh, sim games. Uh, so, you know, I don't play them the way I used to, but you know what? I still love them. And this is old school graphics. This is the old yeah. theme park game yeah. kind of graphics. Facts. So that's really cool. Uh, so let's build a zoo PC November 5th. Airborne king wait am i going too far i think, I think you might I'm, be going, going a step too far, too far. i'm going too, Maybe far. A step too hold far okay hold on we're, we're not gonna go there <laughs> so, uh all right so look uh call of duty vanguard is obviously the big one this week obviously right. the uh animal crossing new horizons dlc is going to be selling like hotcakes uh without a doubt uh but really not a whole lot else uh and i kind of expected this uh kind of the first week of november everybody's going to ramp up right before black friday uh heading into the real shopping season but we got so much that dropped in game pass over the past two weeks again mm -hmm. it's been flooded something for everybody has dropped into game pass again um obviously waiting on battlefield to drop and uh you know obviously then we've got the anniversary edition of skyrim right. we've got the grand theft auto uh anniversary coming out uh, there's a ton of stuff that, hey. that's getting ready forza, i got some Horizon i got something to be five. petty about um with yeah, forza uh no i'll be petty after we get done and introduce oh, the okay. upcoming games and everything okay. i know All you right, like cool. to you want to jump into yeah, the game yeah. pass and then uh if there's anything yeah. on playstation so, 2 yeah so. let's run right. through that and then we'll get to your pettiness i gotta okay? i gotta so, just something petty just something to start off the show <laughs> maybe you can bring so some we got some sense okay. back to it but all on. right all right cool so we got the new uh games with gold uh for november so i thought i had mentioned those uh as we know games with gold Take it's it, up and down. Leave it. Yeah, it's it is what it is. Yeah. It's free games. I never have a problem with it. I really don't care. Either I download them or I don't. We got Moving Out coming, uh, which is actually a fun game. I actually did fool around with that when it mm. first came out. So we got Moving Out uh, on November. That's going to be available for the entire month. Then we've got Deadlands, okay. uh, which uh, I've played the other. And I can't remember the name of it. There's two other games that are just like this. But anyways, Deadlands is coming out November 16th through December 15th. Mm -hmm. um, very cool game. Uh, Cause I played the, I can't, the kingdom something. 
and I can't remember the name of them, but it plays almost exactly like this side scrolling, uh, old school, eight bit style, uh, side, uh, but you have strategy involved mm-hmm. and there's things to do. It's like an RPG strategy game. Mm-hmm. So, uh, looks very cool. I definitely will be downloading that that's available November 16th through December 15th rocket night. If anybody remembers that from the 360 days, uh, November 1st through the 15th, uh, and then Batman Two Lego DC superheroes, uh, November 16th through November 30th. Lego games, always cool. Like I said, I've played so much of them. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, and then let's see here. What else have we got? And then, like I told you, basically the only Game Pass title that we are aware of this week is mm-hmm. the unpacking. And I believe that is going to hit. Don't quote me, but Pure Xbox is throwing this. it out there as well. That unpacking should be coming uh, November 2nd to Game Pass. Um, I believe that was announced at one of those uh, idea Xbox uh, showcases. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then on the PlayStation side of things, uh, we got the new PS Now uh, confirmed games. Celeste, a lot of people love Celeste. Final Fantasy IX. Mm-hmm. And then uh, PS Now is actually getting the Mafia Definitive Edition. Uh, wow, which is okay. A, a lot of people love that game. Pretty good game, yeah. uh, So that's coming to PS Now. PS Plus games for November are Knockout City. Uh, which okay. of course was a big hit on Xbox for a while. Uh, actually, kind of cool game. Just, right. Again, how much time I'm going to spend in Knockout City, but it right. is kind of cool. I know Caitlin still okay. loves it yeah. to this day. So, uh, and then they get uh, they get the um, uh, Knockout City First Class Trouble, which was just shown at the State of Play, mm-hmm. uh, which is the Among Us, but you know, obviously you know, 3D graphics, right. right? It's among us, but you're kind of doing the same things. You got to figure out there's people trying to, you know, obviously, um, you know, work against you and you got to figure out who, uh, but the first class trouble is the one that they showed at the state of play with kind of the, the nurse that was going around murdering people. Uh, so with the kind of cool old school Bioshocky fallout type of aesthetic to it, right. uh, art, art design um so that is coming out and then also kingdoms of alamar re-reckoning is coming out well worth the download if you've never played it if you play it's a great game the unfortunate part is the the re-reckoning they didn't do enough right yeah this was it's an older game that needed so it needed some more work for it to get some more attention and unfortunately it hasn't uh, if you're a fan of it, you're, you're probably enjoy it. But other than that, it's, the story is fantastic. Yeah. It, it's written by R.A. Salvatore, who writes some of my favorite, favorite books. And I'm not just saying that because I'm biased. A lot of people, when this game dropped back in the day, it was a sleeper hit. Like it came out of nowhere and people played it and absolutely loved it. Again, the remaster isn't enough to bring it up to date. Like Steele's talking about, it did need more reworking and they did not do that. Like it, but if you've never played it, download it and try it. Action RPG. Uh, it's got a great combat system uh, in it. That's everybody's favorite part yeah. of it. The combat system is amazing. Uh, you can swap on the fly. Um, really, really good stuff. Uh, so those are your three games for PlayStation Plus. Now, Steel, you want to get petty. So what yes. are you going to get petty about here? Because um, I, I wanted to get I wanted to get a little bit petty because uh, I saw some concerning um, some concerning things about forza man um i'm I'm really worried about forza pong because um you know what is forza going to do with call of duty 
and Battlefield and all these other great games out, isn't it going to have the same effect that Titanfall 2 had where it's just uh-huh. not going to get the attention it deserves oh, because yeah. it's such a it's such a great game, Pong? I know it's a racing game. I know it's a racing game, but uh, it's these the shooters are coming around and you have to be concerned about Forza Brother. that tight, it might have a Titanfall 2 effect on Forza Horizon 5, Did Pong. you wake up on the wrong side of the bed this morning? Is that why we're doing this? <laughs> Is that why we're doing this? You woke up on the wrong side of the bed. You got out. Haven't had your full cup of coffee yet. Can't talk. Ran out of words during the intro. So now did, you're just going to turn around and get petty about some Twitter bullshit clown action. Nah, but for some for some for some background information, um, go, I saw go. some I tell saw some people I saw some people talking about in the background, just on just in the streets and everything. People saying that, um. We should be concerned for Forza Horizon 5 because it's just going to have the same effect. Um, it's gonna, the same thing is going to happen to Forza Horizon 5 that happened to Titanfall 2. Uh, hopefully, y'all saw me just drive through that planet. Um, <laughs> I thought that was that was what the one that was the one thing in every space that took me because I was trying to get to the planet yeah, and yeah. Uh, it wouldn't let me select it, but it let me do it right then. But anyway, um, but yeah, I saw people making this fuss that Forza is in trouble because it's coming around coming out around other games i thought it was funny because how do you draw the comparison to titanfall 2 to the number one racing game that exists i don't get that i'm either whether it's motorsport or whether whether it's horizon forza has the is the best and the best in the racing genre at the moment I didn't get how the comparison to Titanfall 2 was made, but I thought I would be petty and bring that into the conversation today just because, guys, the concern trolling, the the cap, the stupid BS that goes on behind the scene, like, this is the type of things that you guys got to pay attention to that we give too much energy to, but I wanted to bring it up because it was funny, kind of like an icebreaker and everything um, to start the show off, and kind of wanted to get your thoughts a little bit on it. Um, Pong, how, how do you feel about Horizon 5 possibly meeting the same fate as Titanfall 2, man? Yo, look, all these people are getting run over by a couple of trains, <laughs> okay? And I don't mean that literally, obviously, but go get some help because guess what? You're about to get run over. There you go. Or the Horizon's coming moment. to run there you, you over. And then Halo's coming to run you over. For mm. all you clowns who want to sit out mm. here and try to concern troll and try mm. to talk about this shit like you know something or that you 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 somehow have some better insight than everybody else does, guess what? You ain't fooling nobody. These These are two unstoppable trains, okay? It's in Game Pass. It's a totally different scenario now. You guys still have not figured that out. Or if you have, you just want to lie to your little crew to get your clout going. Look, these games are coming. These are games are monsters. There is no stopping them. Forza Horizon 5 isn't going to have any problems because it happens to be, you know, placed launching between two shoes no it's not it's not it's fine it's fine okay don't worry about it xbox ain't worried about it don't you be worried about it okay it's (laughs) it's gonna be okay facts facts (laughs) um another another thing i wanted to bring up too because uh 
I mean, Stubbs is actually making some good points in here and bringing up some good conversations oh, in the oh, chat. Oh, Stubbs, um, Mr. Debater. Hey, he, he, he loves it. He loves it. Um, I know Because he, he was I just think. talking about the whole thing with Forza and you, while, we're, while we're on the topic of it and everything. Um, because it is something I feel like is worthy of some conversation. Um, he was talking about how Forza is not giving early access to the Game Pass members, uh, the Game Pass Ultimate members. But what it is doing is giving you the Ultimate Edition for half price if you're a Game Pass member. Um so there's a benefit to that now uh i saw stuff saying in the chat and everything i understand why we feel this way it was like oh well i'm a gay pass member uh, so why don't i get the early access too and stubs i understand what you're saying yes they did it with gears i understand what you're saying with that man um and i agree with it on some points but the other end of the spectrum also is that they don't have to do that they're already giving you the game for pretty much free other other outside of your game pass subscription and they're going to give you all the DLC and every, and everything, with Game Pass. So it's it's one of those things. Yes, you're not getting early access and everything, which I completely understand, and that could be frustrating or whatever the case might be. Well, but, you're not getting all the DLC. I mean, not all the DLC, but you're gonna get you're gonna get you're gonna get all the perks in it. You're gonna get the perks and everything. You're gonna get bone. You're gonna get benefits for having it in Game Pass. You know what I mean? Um, yes, having early at not having early access as a Game Pass member does kind of. Especially when it's from your own house, it does kind of, you know, you're, you're kind of looking down on your own IP. I get what you're saying with that. You know, it should it should be part of the the bonus that you get. Right. Unfortunately, that's not the way that this works. And honestly, with them giving you the game for free, me personally, it's not that big of a thing for me. At the end of the day, um, these companies still have to make their money and you don't have to have the ultimate version of the game. No, you don't. At the end of the day, like, at what point is enough going to be enough? Like, we can't complain about games going into Game Pass, games coming out of Game Pass, um, and then also complain about us not getting the ultimate version of whatever game. At the end of the day, like, you're still getting the base game for free. That's $60 that you did not have to spend. You're spending 15 bucks a month, 10 bucks a month if you don't have ultimate. I feel like that's a benefit. Again, I understand what you're saying. Yes, it would be more of a benefit if they offered that to at least Game Pass Ultimate members. Hey, you here's everything. You can have the whole Ultimate package. I get that. But at the end of the day, we still live in the economy that we in the economy that we live in. We still live in a Microsoft's not above being money hungry. You know what I mean? That's part of the reason why Microsoft is at where they're at right now. It's part of the reason why Microsoft is one of the most renowned businesses with one of the most highest capitals in the country. You know they are now the number one company in the world. And they just passed they, Apple yesterday. And they are now the number one company in the world. Um, again, yeah, passing Apple. Come on, you brought up a good point. I was going to actually bring that up too. Yeah. I understand, but it, it is what it is. And now, um, I see Giza Prime saying, oh, we're supposed to get early access. Either we do or we don't. Uh, it doesn't really bother me at the end of the day. It's $60 that I didn't have to spend. And, but I can spend 40, 50 bucks to get the ultimate version, which is $100 normally. $110 normally. So I understand it, but we as gamers have to tread the, there's, oh, there's a fine line there between yeah. having it for free and then you just giving me everything and knowing these companies still have to make something off of you at the end of the day. You know what I mean? Like you can't expect for game pass to get to where it needs to be. Racing isn't the n number one genre across the world or whatever the case might be. And it it's popular, but it's not 
world renowned enough that there's going to attract a hundred million new subscribers and they can just give everything to us for free it's just it's not going to work like that unfortunately and it's what it is some games is going to work gears is, gears is a good example for it working because gears was already working to its point to where there's only a certain group of people that continuously play gears honestly unfortunately it's more your competitive player uh and it's 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 a fine line there. I mean, how how are you feeling about it, Pong? Uh, I definitely want to get your opinion on that too, just real quick before some dropping dropouts. <laughs> Look, I don't care about early access. If I if I want to pay for the ultimate edition to get that early access, I will do it. Mm-hmm. Um, here's the here's the deal. Uh, talked about this. Oh man, I don't remember what show we talked about this on. Look, the Gears Five situation created this false memory in a lot of people's heads yes. including my own that where i questioned whether or not they actually came out and said that that game pass ultimate subscribers were going to get the ultimate editions of all the games right yes. this case it, we all went back through this map yes. went through this we talked about this on one of the shows and i can't remember which show it was but anyways it was we came to the conclusion because we went back and looked false for memory. articles mm-hmm. it's a false memory yeah no because, it's not. but but I'm not going to say that Xbox could not have been more clear on this because yes. I think they could have been. And I think that eventually they may want to say something because with each new first party title that now drops, we're going to have this question. This conversation, yep. Yeah, because there's a lot of people out there that mistakenly think that. Uh, I just saw Geezer Prime say that according to the chart, we're supposed to get early access with Game Pass. To. No. We're not. That's what it looked like. Uh, if you were just reading, if you were just reading it, trying to understand it or whatever, I could trying see why to understand it. And the problem, mm-hmm. what the problem with that chart was, and this is I understand completely where people are getting confused by this, is that last piece that they put on there with the premium add-on. Yeah, they put the Game Pass tag above it. Yeah, or on it, right? Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people look at that and say, "Oh, we're supposed to get this for Game Pass." Right. Nope. Nope, 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 nope. That is the special premium add-on bundle that they are offering to Game Pass subscribers for a reduced price. So if you buy it for the reduced price, I think it's $45, I want to say. Yeah, somewhere Um, right there for the ultimate. It's $45. Then you get the early access because you are buying the premium add-on, which is basically... all so, DLC, all the car packs, like all everything. DLC, VIP, mm-hmm. all, all that good stuff. Then you get the early access. But yeah. if you just look at the base standard game, that's what we're getting on Game Pass. And mm-hmm. that does not include early access, does not include the car pass, does not include the welcome pass, does not include the VIP membership or the expansion one and twos. Okay. That's the one that we are actually getting. But I understand where people's confusion is. And like I said, I'm not going to sit here and try to say that Xbox could not have been more clear uh, and maybe should do another rundown of exactly what Game Pass, Game Pass Ultimate subscribers can expect from their first party titles going forward. Right. Uh, Because I think that that definitely... Again, there is a false memory running around out there. And I get it. Like I said, I was one of those that questioned it was like, Man, when they announced Gears 5 Ultimate was coming mm-hmm. to Game Pass Ultimate, did they not say that that was going it to It just be- happened for that one game. It was just that one game. Yep. Right. It was just that one game. So, uh, but I definitely get it. Uh, look, for me, again, if I want to buy it, it the, the option is there. Am I going to buy the premium add-on? It's a great deal. I'm not going to. As a budget gamer, I, I get 491 cars out the gate. Yeah. Okay. Nearly 500 cars. That's good enough for me. Do I always wind up buying the yeah, premium I, at yeah, some point? I yes, do. I do. 
on sale. I do. I do. Yeah. On sale. Right. Once I see what the expansions are, all that good stuff, then I buy it. Then I take full advantage for, for, for me up front. It's okay. But the, the, the main thing to take away here is the option is there and they are giving you a discount for being a game pass member. Right. So if you choose to invest in that and you want the full boat uh, with Forza horizon five, it's going to cost you a lot less than yes. the people who don't have game. Pass. Exactly. Right? That's a hundred dollar addition that you're getting for $45. Yes. Is what it comes down to. And right? I want that to be the message to focus on right. rather than, the oh what they're not doing for you because right <laughs> at the end of the day it's like it's kind of negligible right it's kind of like yeah. what are you going to be picky about they did it with one game and, and right. you want to expect it with every game now like i understand again with the whole ultimate tagline xbox ultimate game pass ultimate whatever um ultimate subscription ultimate <laughs> whatever xbox expansion pass or whatever the case like i understand but they don't go hand in hand unfortunately my one day will it get to that point where with the subscription if the subs is twenty dollars yeah you'll get the ultimate version of the game sure right. but right now i just i don't think that's in the cards unfortunately and, it is and, and it i is. don't and i know Stubbs likes to debate and he brings up good points a lot yeah, of yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. i love yeah. i do love you brother hey look again i am saying that xbox can be clearer on this and i think that now that we're going to start getting these first party drops on a consistent basis going forward like this is just the beginning of the avalanche right, right. uh coming into next year i think they should probably come out and really, again, even if they've done it in the past, there's been so much in between Nail it down. and now that they should probably re-clarify where everything stands and what you can expect going forward um, so that people do have a clear message. Uh, I do not deny that, Stubbs, that sometimes their messaging does get a little murky, uh, for sure. And again, this chart, I understand what they were doing but it can cause confusion for people who are not in it like we are. Mm -hmm. Because even for me at first, I was like scratching my head going, how am I reading this thing? But at the end of the day, you know, it is what it is. So, yeah. but I do think they think come out and do better. So, uh, for sure. Do Reaper brought, brought up a good point. You want ultimate version. They're going to stop game sharing with game pass. <laughs> right. I mean, that's the, that's the other thing too, that I feel like a lot of people forget yeah. about. I mean, I don't, yeah. I mean, again, I don't want to get down this tangent and everything, but we can't forget about game sharing. Um, definitely people. There's so many people out there, even the people who aren't invested in our scene. That's the other part of the problem, whether you're on PlayStation or Xbox, people aren't aware of the game sharing. Um, possibilities that you have to where you you and a buddy can go half and half on games and share them between each other and therefore cutting your budget in half as far as like what you're spending and everything um me and my brother were doing that for a long time i'd buy a game he'd buy the next game and it'd be on so on and so forth um no it is what it is it's always work out that way no but uh at the end of the day there is another benefit there uh that i'm actually surprised that they haven't addressed yet because technically you're allowing one person not to have to buy the game at the end of the day by making someone yeah, else's console your home console according to everybody they know about it and they're cool they're okay with it yeah right according to like brand okay and with stuff it. They're, yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. They're like they're, they're cool with it i like mean it's that's the point like, technically it's questionable yeah, it's a gray area within the terms yeah. of service but yeah. they're okay with it just like they've basically come out and said More that people. hey if you want to travel to a different part of the planet to play mm -hmm. a game early that launches in a different time zone, 
it technically breaks terms of service, but we're okay with it. Like at this point, yeah, it's not, it's not that big of a deal, right? Right. I mean, right, right. If people people are gonna do it, there's ways around things. Regardless, is it that yeah. big of a deal though? No. That, and that's kind of what it comes kind of comes down to. Oh, so what? You got to play the game 24 hours earlier. Uh, it is what it is. Uh, so what? Um, whatever else the case might be, it's like there's a such a there's such a so what and such an in between for that. But um, right. it's either here or there. Um, all right. So I guess with that, I think the next part, the next part that we can get into, um, I definitely want to talk on Guardians a little bit. Uh, I know that you haven't had a chance to play it or haven't played it. Um, no, I know. I know we talked oh, about it in the be background. All you brother. I know so. we talked about it a little bit in the background. I'm actually gonna pull yep. an article up with this also that I kind of want to base my thoughts off of because I thought it was an amazing article that pretty much broke down my feelings on it pretty well. Also, um, and just the Verge just does good work, man. Um, shout out to everybody that hangs with them, especially good old yeah, grubby, grub. grubby grub and whatnot. Mike Minotti. Mike Minotti, good people out there. I, lo- I love those guys. Um, definitely good energy, but um. And then we'll we'll get into Halo out right after. So, so to start off with, ladies and gentlemen, yes, I have beat Guardians of the Galaxy, and I do have to let you guys know I'm right there with ACG. Um, who, if you guys aren't familiar with, definitely check out his content. Also, um, I feel like he's one of the better guys. If, if there's somebody you want to listen to for reviews, uh, I feel like he is definitely the one of the better ones um, that does it really well, gives an honest opinion, and can kind of give you a rundown of what to look at for whatever game that you might be interested in. But that's either here or there. I don't base my reviews. I don't base my opinions off of people's reviews. Um, like I've said here before, uh, when you asked me, Pong, about Guardians of the Galaxy, I had interested in the beginning. Um, I told I told Paul straight up when I first saw it that I got interested in it, but I had worries. I was like, I don't know. Um, it's a single player game. I think it's going to be good because since it's a linear approach, it might not have the same Avengers thing. Um, that was the main. That was the main thing. Another Square Enix game made by a completely different team, Idos Montreal. Um, and Shout out to Idis Montreal for oh my DSX. God. Oh they my God. Oh, they're amazing. They're amazing. Uh, if there's one thing, there's if there's one team that can do it right, it is seemingly every time, it's them. 100%. I have 100% faith in anything coming out of Adios Montreal that they're going to put out a good game, no matter oh, yeah. what. Like now, after playing, I'm so confident after playing Guardians of the Galaxy that they know what they're doing, that you can hand them any IP and they're going to knock it out of the park guaranteed I, I have that much confidence after playing this game um i had some confidence before but so again i'm, I'm, I'm also going to pull up an article but just before i do that guardians of the galaxy is a third person over the shoulder action adventure it, it, it is exactly what it is it is not avengers um even with story it is not avengers at all um you know kamala khan was cool and everything and i feel like they did really well with her story and everything in the avengers setting um bringing the whole team together whatever the case but this has a completely different feel to it like i was telling pong in the background um guardians of the galaxy gives me jrpg feels but it also gives me w uh, rpg feels the reason i say that is because the the way they give you control of your team res- reminds me of like a uh, Persona Five Strikers. Rem- reminds me of a Tales of Arise. Reminds me of a um, there's another guy uh, of Scarlet Nexus, um, where you involve your teammates. They're a button away or whatever the case might be, and they um, add on to your combo system, right, or to whatever combos that you're doing. 
You as the main character of Star-Lord are the focus. You only worry about yourself and the only thing that you have to worry about is not dying. Um, and the game does really well with not only the dodge mechanics, um, Bro, I feel like Idols Montreal, after playing as Star-Lord for 24 hours, it took me about 24 hours to beat the game on hard. Um, I feel like they could do really well with an Iron Man game. I really do. Uh, I think they would do amazing with an Iron Man game, actually. The way that they were able to make Star-Lord feel, because I thought Star-Lord was going to feel corny. I'm not going to lie. I, I, didn't know, I didn't know what I was expecting for Star-Lord to feel like, but... He feels like he feels like I like how Iron Man should feel uh, with the combo systems, with the different weapons, his guns uh, upgrading over time or whatever the case might be. Having these different abilities, being able to do different things with your guns, like the impact that you have as you as the main character, um, as far as like the combat and everything goes, is such an integral part to the game that it, it makes it extremely fun. Um, along with throwing Drax, Gamora, Rocket, and Groot into the mix. Um, Groot being your defender type, where he can also lock the enemies down. Uh, Gamora being your striker type, to where she can come in with the quick attacks, she can teleport these, these different places, hit multiple enemies. Um, then you have Drax come in, and he's the big dude. He does your top-of-the-line damage. Uh, you can put him in a crowd of people, or even single. He's more of a single-target kind of guy, where he does mad damage to one guy, and he has different attacks. He can make him, and he can slam on the ground, make him jump up in the air. Um, and then you have Rocket, um, who uh, the raccoon, who is over the top. If y'all have seen the Guardians movies, he has all the rockets, has all the guns. Like, he literally pulls like when you use his ultimate move he pulls out like every gun in his arsenal it's all over his shoulders and he's shooting out these group of enemies that you're telling him to shoot at and it all fits in so well along with the 80s music the late 70s 80s music again i didn't grow up in the 80s but i grew up on 80s music princess was a heavy influence to me that was the only thing they were missing with some prince songs in there other than that <laughs> like from start to finish Yes, these aren't songs that are new, but the placement of the songs throughout the story, amazing, immaculate, a masterpiece. It is. Um, the songs that they chose, master is masterfully done. Um, you can sit in the lobby when as soon as the game starts up, music starts playing. Do 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 that that then when you hear take on me, come on. It's it's like, bro, it takes you into this whole other world like gaming should right? right um you feel like you are legitimately part of this guardians of the galaxy team um yes you're controlling star lord and everything but you feel part of the team and they did really well avengers had a problem to where the the likeness of the game characters versus the movie characters were off-putting guardians of the galaxy didn't feel like that um i didn't constantly try to make comparisons oh they don't look like the characters from uh the movies no, I actually like the fact that they didn't look like the characters from the movies. Like, the characters fit the world. They fit exactly the way that I needed them to, and I wasn't thinking about the movie at all. That's how I know um, Idris Montreal did really well with this because the character development is done really well. Um, no, they don't deep dive everybody, but I feel like that is part of the reason why some people were making references to Mass Effect. No, is it as deep? No. But that gives you enough choice to make you feel like you do have full control of the story because it does matter. Your choices do matter. It's, yes, it may be only one or two choices, sometimes three, but those choices do matter. They do affect the story. Um, if you say one thing versus another thing, like for example, 
a little, little bit of a spoiler thing, but you have this uh, conversation with Cosmo, who's a dog in the game. Um, who's a dog in the game, whatever the case. And you have a few options. If you choose one way, uh, he doesn't rock with you. You choose the other way, he does rock with you. So it kind of gives you that perspective and it actually plays out later on in the game uh, to help you um, in the whatever the situation is. I don't want to talk about it too much. Again, we're only early, uh, about a, a week in, if that, the game just came out last week, um, this past week. So I don't want to deep dive it too much. Um, I also try to record some gameplay. That is one of my number one gripes about it, at least on PC, because I played it on PC. Um, I had issues. Now, it could have just been on my side or whatever the case might be, but I was having random either stuttering or crashes. The game would just crash, not just the game, but the game would crash my entire system. So I was having issues with that at some points. Uh, V-Sync was giving me problems. I had to turn it off and it would work fine. I'd turn it on, um, then it would work, fine, uh, would work fine and either or vice versa, I could have them off and it would completely mess up my game. It was all over the place. There was one point where I had to spend two hours away from my gaming experience to diagnose whatever, it was, whatever the problem was. Uh, the only thing that I didn't do was, okay, well, Rocket, he said definitely not a, uh, he's a prophet, said definitely not a raccoon. Well, ra we'll just call him Racket, sorry. He doesn't like being called an animal either. Um, but um, it, that was one of my number one gripes about it, that I had to do a lot of those back-end works to, to see what was going on. Uh, fortunately enough, that's how that's how I knew the game was also done really well and, and it was enticing me because I was trying to work through my problems so I can get back into the experience. Um, that's neat. That's neat to say. Guardians was an amazing experience for me. I definitely recommend anybody that is on the fence about it. Give it a try. Um, I understand that 60 bucks may not be the best for everybody. But again, like anybody else will tell you the value for your experience is going to be completely based on you. Um, it's only for me, again, I beat the game on hard. Um, it was a 24 hour experience for me, personally. Is it not old still? Would that have been worth it to me? Would I have felt some type of way afterwards? Probably. I still kind of low key feel some type of way about, about <laughs> it because I'm not going to go back to the game. Unless right, DLC right. comes out, then yeah, I will be going back to the game. But who right. knows? Who knows if I'm even going to be thinking about it at that point? That's the only problem that I have with single-player games that I will always go back to is because after I'm done playing the game, I'm not the guy to go back to it. Um, for DLC, sure, but where am I at when this DLC comes out? That's what people tend to forget. Where are you at when the DLC drops, though? Are you playing that new game? Three months down the line, am I going to be playing Halo? Am I going to want to play Guardians at this point? Am I going to be playing Battlefield? Am I going to be so wrapped up in PvP games that I'm not going to have time to play single-player games? Because how life is. So that's my only other gripe about it. Other than that, it was a phenomenal game, start to finish. And as in, um, I would definitely put it up there within my top three games of the year so far. Yeah. Easily. Easily. Brain, Easily. But I hear a lot of people saying it. You're not, easily, a, you're not alone in that boat, man. I easily put it in the top three games of the year just because of the story, um, the world. Bro, the attention to detail in this game is ridiculous. I'm yep. talking about from top to bottom. Like, right. it is just absolutely gorgeous. No matter where you look, there's screenshots that you could take everywhere. I know that you, when you got into a poem, it'd be a 50-hour experience because you'd be taking pictures <laughs> right and left. The picture mode the picture mode is amazing. Um, I didn't really use that. I was too enthralled in the gameplay, man. I was constantly trying to get back wrapped, wrapped up into it. Uh, the only other thing 
gripe that I would personally have with it is that the game did have a little too much story versus gameplay at sometimes it felt like um for me personally i would i would have loved for there to be more gameplay i do feel like they tre treaded that line very finely um and it did work really well but at the yeah. same time i wish there was a little bit more combat um in some part in some parts just because i'm a fan i'm a fan of combat and i, I was enjoying Obviously. it so much uh yeah. that i wish that there was just more of it but i don't want that to be something that takes away from it because at the end of the day it was stopped uh top to bottom amazing thing um so with that i do want to bring up this article really quickly um to kind of wrap up my feelings on this and then we can kind of move on so okay the show to show the people a little bit uh let's see if i can even show the people i might not be able to um I'm gonna give me a moment. Let me see if I can bring it up into this other tab for you, ladies. And I told gentlemen. you how much I love your ear flaps today, by the way. Like my ear flaps, I got the LL <laughs> going on, but it's like I got I got to write the ear flaps because uh, my kangoo head is it's just ain't ain't rocking right. <laughs> I was just giving giving the people giving the people a little behind the scenes look yeah, at what yeah, we were yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. before the show because he was all worried about his ear flaps. I, was. I said he was. It looks like he's ready for a Minnesota wit winter. So I, I am. Hey. I am. I am. <laughs> <laughs> um. But just to give you just to give y'all some of this. So the verge, this is brought uh this is brought to you by Ash Parrish. So um they're going to say Marvel's Guardian of the Galaxy surprised the hell out of me. And I I have to agree with that first statement. Off rip. Um, I expect a standard blockbuster action RPG fair painted with an 80s nostalgic gloss that would never elicit an emotion more meaningful than cool. They got the rights to Blondie. And while the developers of at Ideas Montreal did indeed get this right, get the rights to Blondie, an impressive host of other 80s mainstays, I was shocked to discover a game that had so much heart and emotional depth that on several occasions, I caught myself whispering a referent damn at the screen. Though combat can be of a bit of a slog, every guardian and just about every non-guardian are so well written and voiced, you don't mind toughing it out to get to the juicy character development bits. That's going to be w one main part that I agree with. I don't think the combat was a slog. It wasn't a slugfest. I think it is something that you have to get used to, for sure, because they do have it to where not only do you have to you got a whole LB to, to get to select your character, uh, well, to bring up the character screen, but then you also have to press their button. And then you have to, because they have different abilities, then you have to press again, whatever other button that you want them you want to use for whatever ability to use, because they got four. So Y, X, B, and A, or whatever system that you're on, um, right. vice versa, triangle, square, X, circle. Um, so you have to do it twice. Is it a bit convoluted? A little bit. Does it just take some a little bit getting getting used to? Yes, but that's why I feel like you playing Star Lord and the the abilities that they give you, it gives you a chance to be because the melee combat is not that great. It, it does make it. It does kind of feel like Batman. It feels like Arkham City, Spider Man at some points, but then at the same time, it doesn't. It doesn't feel as crisp. And I don't think that they're meant for it to feel like that because Star-Lord uses guns, right? Um, he uses blasters. That's, that's his main thing. He flies around. He supports the team. It's like, that was the main thing that I got from this game is this game is a, hey, this is a team game. This isn't, hey, you as a main character, just go beat everybody up. No, you need to use your team or you're going to have a hard time. And I found on hard difficulty, again, because the other thing that this game allows you to do is create your own custom difficulty to where you can tailor your, you can play on hard, but you can up the damage if you want to. 
Yeah. You could play on hard, but um, you could turn off all the assists and everything. Right. Turns into a custom mode or turn on some of the assists or whatever the case. Um, I put it, I just put it on hard, left no hard, didn't change nothing. I actually pref- glad that I did that because I was debating on, you know, typically when you play on harder difficulty, you see that you see that they have, oh, you doing more damage is on low. And it was like, okay, well, that's shitty. I know what kind of experience I'm going to have already. That was the same experience that I had. If you take advantage of the system, the game played perfectly fine. I didn't have one issue. The game had some some difficult moments in some parts, but it wasn't as difficult as some other games were. Um, and it, was, it wasn't as difficult as Scarlet Nexus was. It wasn't as difficult as Tales of Arise had been. Um, and either one of those games were super difficult to me either, but just kind of on a, on a perspective level more so than anything. Um, so, and then they go on to say, Guardians of the Galaxy has absolutely nothing to do with the Marvel Cinematic Universe and just barely kisses comic continuity. Though some of the characters' backstory introduced in the movies still applies. Peter Quill, aka Star-Lord, is a man plucked from the Earth in the 80s to live a near-do-well life in space before cleaning up his act. Gamora is a face-turned adopted child, uh, daughter of Thanos. Drax is a widowed warrior from the planet of Katath, who is incapable of understanding sarcasm, and Rocket is a space experiment gone wrong or right, depending on perspective. And Groot is still the tri-syllabic, oh gosh, I can't talk today, tri-syllabic tree creature whom only Rocket understands. Just to, that's just to give you some of some of the little bit of a background of the game and everything, um, the stories and everything, in case you weren't familiar with it. Um, essentially, that whole first part of the article is essentially how I feel about the game and everything. Um, and also that whole, my own rundown that I gave you. If that's not telling you anything, I was excited about it. I'm glad that I picked it up. It was fully worth uh, the purchase price to me at least. And I suggest it to anybody. I definitely hope that it's in those conversations for game of the year um, from the music, from the acting, from the gameplay, from uh, again. Give it a score, Steel. Give it a score. Top to bottom, I got to give the game a nine out of 10. Easily, okay. easily. That's right. not not even not even thinking about it. I easily give it a nine out of ten. Um, it's one of the most amazing experiences that I've had this year thus far, um, from top to bottom, top yeah. to bottom. That's, and right. that's just me personally. So um, I know you didn't get a chance to play it, um, and you have it. Uh, I know you didn't really have any interest in it. I know you again not being a, a huge <laughs> into superhero, the whole superhero thing still right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. How are you feeling about Guardians? How are you feeling about the the positive reactions that people have had to it when it's kind of been up and down with Square Enix? I'm happy. Uh, I'm happy for everybody who is a Marvel fan because, you know, after the Avengers kind of left a sour taste and Avengers got a lot of hate that... There's a lot of hate because of the multiplayer aspect and because of the loot system. Mm-hmm. But overall, again, for me, uh, you know, playing, you know, whatever, whatever I put into it, probably like 10 hours so far, 11 hours into Marvels now that it dropped into Game Pass. I'm certainly right. going to try it. You know, the story itself, the writing, um, you know, the graphics, I think it got more hate than it deserved. Uh, yeah. Again, I understand why people who went and paid full price for the game are upset. Uh, that I that part of it, I do get. The monetization part of it mm-hmm. is forced, and I get it. The loot system, it is what it is, right? So, but I just think Marvel's Avengers got a little bit more hate than it probably should have. Uh, but at the end of the day, I'm just happy for Marvel fans because right. it, I like to see. Again, we went through a period of time, me as an old gamer, remember, and you even still mm-hmm. remember a time when we used to get like really crap 
you know, games that were hero yeah. superhero games, right? Yeah. We, or or we Based get something the movies. that was, right? We would get something decent, but then we get a bunch of crap. And right. so for me, I love to see now put them putting the effort because Marvel is so huge. They it deserves to have high quality games. Yes. And, and obviously, I, I you know I espouse my IDL Montreal love in the beginning. I like you, you know, the Deus Ex games, uh, you know, Tomb Raider, uh, uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider fantastic out of this triple a experiences uh you know deus ex got a lot of hate too but go back and play them now fantastic games right um so i love adios montreal so i love to see them succeed as well so i'm happy for everybody i've watched a lot of people play this game i've watched a lot of different gameplay Mm -hmm. uh from the game it's gorgeous it's absolutely gorgeous Mm -hmm. the humor is spot on for me i just don't care about the characters right it's just like i like guardians the movie but mm-hmm. do I really care? Nah, I really don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, again, I'm just, everybody who got the surprise potential game of the year quality game at this point. That's what's everybody crazy. Was, that, that's what's insane. And I love to see that stuff when it happens because that's cool. Um, you know, for everybody who was saying 2021 was going to be a down year. Look, not looking like not, it. <laughs> it was not looking like it. Look, no. we may not have gotten a lot of big blust, blockbusters, home runs right. the first part of the year, but there was plenty of good stuff from Sony that definitely did well and definitely, you know, you know, satisfied their appetite. Now Xbox is coming with their big home runs at the end of this year with Forza Horizon and Halo, mm-hmm. but we got a lot of good indie and third-party games that came out this year that yeah, maybe they weren't like universally like, Oh my God. But at the end of the day, they are high quality game experiences and it was something for everybody. So 2021 is turning out to be one hell of a year for gaming. That's why 2022 and 2023 is mind blowing right now. Every time I think about it, because man, what we got here is going to pale in comparison to what we get in 2022, 2023 on paper and yeah. this is a damn this is a damn good year for video games, man. Yeah. This is a really good year. I got more than I know what to play with. And I'm That's sitting true. over here playing old games. Okay. Yeah. So look, <laughs> I, I just think that it's very cool. I'm happy. Again, everything that everybody, everything like you were talking about, Steel, that that a Marvel fan would cut that would expect out of a game. I think mm-hmm. this thing delivers. And yeah. I love that it is a single player experience. I know you have you know, your feelings about that, whether or not you ever pick it up again. But like, you know, Nick said in the chat, you know, in in this world full of games as a service DLC stuff, which I have zero problems with Mm -hmm. whatsoever. You guys already know that it is always great to see a single player non-monetized game come out and just give you that core experience again. Right. Like the old days. Yeah. Uh, And at a high level, obviously. And that's what this is. Facts. We're not about, we're not about, you know, neither you nor I base our game playing upon other people's opinions and reviews, but games that come out that are universally loved generally are that way for a reason because they do set a pretty high bar. And this one is definitely doing that. Uh, So like I said, I'm happy for everybody out there. So I'm glad you enjoyed it, brother. I'm really glad you sat down with it, man. Yeah. um, That's the amazing thing. Again, um, typically for me, I know when when it's a good game, when I just can't stop playing it. Like I enjoyed playing Rift Breaker. I enjoyed playing Everspace 2. Um, Again, another game that was on Game Pass. Um, But for me to usually when I get that feeling 
of, hey, I'm interested in this game. It's only let me down once, maybe twice, uh, once being Anthem. <laughs> right. Um, right. That was another one where it was just kind of like, man, the game had tons of potential. I was extremely oh. hyped for it, loved what I played out of it, uh, but just fell short, very short on the long end of the stick. Um, and then just have the game come out like this. Again, I'm more open to it. The fact that I'm able to play some of these other games on Game Pass has allowed yeah. my, opened my budget up to be like, all right, if I want to play this game, if I want to play Guardians, let me, let me go and get that real quick. And I give it a playthrough and I, and I thoroughly enjoyed it um, when I already had interest in it. So that was, it was good stuff. I mean, again, I'm just like you. I, I didn't know who the Guardians of the Galaxy were before the movies came out. Um, right, right. And that's why I had any reference to them now. I don't even have that much love for the characters, but this game gave me more appreciation for them. Um, now I, I want there to be another game. I want there to be more expansions and everything. And I feel right. like that's kind of the point. Um, Marvel's been doing really well with that. And these dev teams have been doing really well. We're bringing these characters to life within their own universe. And especially the lesser known characters, which is something I really hope that these devs take advantage of I know they're going with Wolverine now. Um, hopefully they go towards that X-Men path and really take advantage of some of those characters because there are so <laughs> many stories that they can go down with I'll see that. see when I believe it. Um, believe it when I see it. <laughs> that could end up being amazing. I yes. really, because that's the that's seemingly the path that they're going, um, yeah. is that direction. And if this is any credence to what we can get in the future, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. So and, that, and that's the main thing. So um again, if people are sleeping on it, please don't sleep yeah. on it. Um and then kind of go from there. Um Sly Crow also brought up some other excellent games. He said Resident Evil Village. I don't have I'm not a Resident Evil fan. Uh Ratchet, Kena was Kena was was a really good yep. game. Death's Door was a really good game. Um Kena, I wouldn't put it in my top three. I don't think I would put Kena in my top five either for the year. Um but I don't know yet. Game. I'd have to look at it. It was, it was a, right? it was an excellent game. It was an that, excellent that's game. What, that, that's what I'm saying. We yeah. just got a bunch. We just didn't get that one too. that dominated like the scene, right? We just didn't right. get that huge, huge game. And Halo could wind up being it, right? It could like, be. It could, it We're could be. Talk about. Mm -hmm. Right, right. We're going to talk about that. But, uh, you know, again, we just didn't get that one game that kind of dominated the conversation or, right. or, or the space all year long. And that's kind of why people are like, well, 2021 is kind of down. No, it's not. It's been, it's been solid game after solid game after solid game. Yeah. Uh, some of them really excellent games. Psychonauts 2, right. uh, you know, now Guardians of the Galaxy this kind of stuff that nobody kind of expect i mean look we didn't even mention death loop in there and there's yeah, people loop, there's yeah. reviewers people who are love calling it. death loop a masterpiece right? right so that's the kind of year it's been it's been a quantity versus and i don't even want to say versus quality because again it's been quantity that it's been has both been quality. like right right honestly right. It's been yeah both. right right and and again 2022 2023 <laughs> yeah it's gonna, so it's gonna be insane oh, okay. it's gonna be insane it's gonna be insane Hopefully I gave y'all a good enough description of yeah. it. Hopefully my breakdown of it uh, was you good enough great. for y'all um, for sure. Uh, again, I, I had a good time with it. And I, again, I pride myself in playing these games, especially on a harder difficulty. Um, this is just something that I, I do pride myself in. Again, my, my wife was making fun of it the other day because I was sitting, I was looking at the different options and everything all hard. I was talking about because they give you options and you can turn off certain things, whatever the case. And um, I was like, look, they're going to on. I can put it on hard, but I can up my uh, up my damage they're giving me the option because when you put it on hard it automatically sets all the presets for you so it's like oh you, you know um so you put it on hard and it says oh you do light damage 
And I was like, man, man, I feel like I should change this. And she was, she was like, I don't know why you would change it. You're going to feel right. some type of way if you change it. I was like, what do you mean? I was like, why would I feel some type of way? They gave me the option. You were like, oh, because you say it's, you put it on custom and it wasn't on hard. And now you just going to feel some type of way about it. You just just leave it as it is. And I'm glad that I did because I, I enjoyed it for, for what it was. Um, exactly on hard, didn't change nothing. So um, I definitely recommend it. Uh, other than that, man, Another amazing conversation that we got to have is definitely the Halo uh, Infinite thing. If you want to jump in that. Let's before we do Halo. Let's let's keep the Marvel theme going. Okay. Let's let's just keep the Marvel theme going. Let's jump into this real quick. Uh, Since we're on Marvel, since everybody's hyped about Marvel, uh, you know, or most people are, uh, are hyped about Marvel. Yesterday was a was a pretty big day because there was another Marvel game announced. Oh, yeah. They yeah. didn't go into specifics, but true. When Amy Henning, and for anybody out there who doesn't know who Amy Henning is, uh, I don't blame you again if you're not in the scene hardcore. You might not know some of these names, but she is director writer who is probably she's done a lot, but she's probably most famous for the Uncharted series. Amy Henning has she was working on Star Wars. What was it? Thirteen, thirteen. I always forget what it was. Or what that it was game supposed to be? Had, yeah. It was everybody wanted that game, blah, blah, blah. She's she's hopped around from studio to studio. She landed with Skydance, uh, new media, um, and they do a lot. They do a lot of different content, but they are breaking into the game scene now, um, and they've created a couple different divisions for this. Well, she's heading up one of those called Skydance New Media, um, and um, she came out, announced yesterday that she was proud to say uh, they've had it under wraps for a while is basically what she said uh, that they are working with Marvel on a new story. Right. Yep. Um, and so obviously that was big news. I so happen to remember, obviously anytime Marvel news comes out, um, I so happen to remember seeing as I was scrolling through everything, somebody out there had gathered a uh, anonymous post uh, from Reddit uh, concerning Marvel information. Uh, and this is a this was a post that was made in 2020. Uh, again, we're not afraid to go to speculation town here. So we're going to dive into speculation town a little bit. Uh, but this is an anonymous post from March 25th of 2020. So this is an old post. But this anonymous person, let me give you a little background, we're going to take everything with a grain of salt. But let me give you a little background on why I think this has got a little bit more to it than maybe some other ones, right? First, this person um, had given previous information about Spider-Man, the PS4 game, and had also known about Square Enix uh, doing Avengers. Okay. okay. And then at the end of this post, what makes this very interesting, before we get into the meat, right? I'm going to give you the potatoes up front because it does lend credence to this person's post. This person would probably most likely be an insider from Marvel, uh, posting these things because there's no other way they would have all this kind of information from right. different areas unless they were Marvel because Marvel would obviously know who they're talking to right, right. within Marvel would know who's being talked to so but the the bonus leak that they ended on this and this is not the main part but this is kind of lends credence again to what we're going to talk about is they said bonus leak early early development has begun on a Marvel's Wolverine title now, how, how know the that? hell would somebody <laughs> know about Wolverine in 2020, early 2020, March? 2020. And then we get a trailer for it this year. Right. We get a trailer mm. for this. But unlike 
uh, unlike what we're about to talk to, it will not be an open world game and will st- will instead be more of a God of War PS4-esque hmm. title. Huh. Wouldn't expect a release for like two to three years, though. Okay. So this person knew about Wolverine before anybody else had any idea right. that a Wolverine game was being made. That's why it lends credence. So the meat of this post and what we get, what we're going to talk about here is what this possibly could be. This Amy Henning, uh, Sky Dance Media, New Media, uh, Marvel partnership could be. Was this person is claiming that there was a Daredevil game in, in the works? Okay, so the, they've got some information here. Marvel is currently working on a Daredevil single player narrative focused game set to release on next gen, meaning now current gen consoles in late 2021 or 2022. Obviously, this is right when the pandemic first started when they posted this. So we can push those dates back. So I wouldn't expect it till next year or 2023, Mm -hmm. depending on how far production. But because Amy Henning came out and announced that they're working on something right timeline wise, this kind of fits. It kind of adds up, right? It kind of fits. Uh, current target platforms are PC, Xbox Series console, PlayStation 5. Uh, the person says, definitely not Switch. <laughs> I, I like that one. <laughs> so, uh, game will be an open world, modern day Chicago, and offer a very dark, noir style detective game, okay. all focused on melee combat. Combat apparently similar to Arkham and Mad Max. That's Daredevil. <laughs> yep, that's Daredevil, but with some extra cooldown based abilities yeah. that are customizable through a skill tree. Yeah, uh, there will be, uh, yeah, there will be an echolocation type mode to activate that's... similar to Arkham <laughs> Batman's detective mode. And during combat will allow for slow motion. Uh, and while roaming offers highlighted hints for clues relating to your current mission or open world available side hmm. missions. Uh, they go on to say, I couldn't get too many details on the story, but the villain is apparently an older yet new to the game bullseye. Meanwhile, it seems that Daredevil has been at this for quite some time, meaning obviously an older Daredevil as well. Uh, The map size was compared to roughly the size of a whopping 65 meters squared, whatever that is. I didn't try to figure that out, how big that would be compared to anything else, but they say whopping, so it's got to be pretty pretty big, big, Uh, taking full advantage of next-gen SSD and other hardware capabilities. It seems, however, that the free roam uh, is only allowed at night, which, again, if you know Daredevil, makes complete sense, uh, 100% 100 sense. Uh, The free roam is only allowed at night, and barely any missions will take place in the day. Uh, Similar to Spider-Man on PS4, depending on where you are in the story, the open world is a set weather time effect. Okay? So that was all the information. So it sounds like we're getting Daredevil game. Yeah. Uh, It would definitely make sense, time frame-wise, that this is the Amy... Again, Amy Henning and Skydance New Media could be working on something completely different, right? I'm just saying this post... Like I said, I remembered somebody had grabbed this. I saw it randomly on Twitter. It wasn't anybody big that grabbed onto this. Now I've seen this post kind of getting the rounds a little bit here, picking up steam right. um, over the past couple of days. But I, I just went and re-grabbed it again so we could read it off here. Um, but this is interesting, Steel. Uh, Amy yeah. Henning, well known for her writing, did yeah. a, a impeccable job with the Uncharted series. Mm-hmm. Again, I mean, character development, storyline, 
the writing, the humor. She's got it all. She knows what the hell she's doing. Okay. She's, she's really good at what she does. So to pull Daredevil out of all the characters that Marvel has is kind of interesting. Now I know there was a TV show. I never personally watched. I think I did watch some, like an episode or two of it. Mm -hmm. uh, there was a Daredevil show. I know show that was for good. a fact. Uh, you know, obviously I remember the Ben Affleck movie, uh, mm -hmm. obviously, um, Daredevil is an interesting character, uh, just because of who he is, uh, what he represents, uh, you know, his, his, uh, blindness, um, all that kind of stuff rolled into one makes him a very unique character. Mature like Batman, very mature, like Batman. And like they said, if this game is the one, a dark noir based, now what do we see Batman doing? Same dark thing. noir, yep. right? So, so. You know, what are your thoughts still hearing all that information? What do you think about this, brother? Uh, hearing, all that hearing all that yeah. information actually gets me kind of excited. I'm not the usually I'm not the biggest Daredevil fan either. Um, I was, of course. I mean, you remember the Daredevil movie from back in the day. Who can't forget? Carmen Electra used to be thing for everybody back in the day, too. Um, but that's neither here or there. Uh, but daredevil himself uh the show was also amazing i feel like they did really well um portraying the character in that aspect the actor did really well with him and everything uh daredevil can definitely be the batman you know what i mean um that could be the next level of whatever batman is um no can he fly glide around the city or whatever that's the case no but he does do parkour you know what i mean he does run around and does all these other crazy stuff and he definitely has the martial arts skills um that necessarily a bat like a batman like character would have i i, I kind of consider daredevil even though people te te technically try to make the reference more towards iron man uh for batman just because of the money wise i kind of compare batman more to daredevil as far as combat goes because they fight very similar to each other uh, again a human that's just really good at martial arts um and it's kind of unmatched on that scene um and not only that but daredevil's blind so it's like his superhuman ability is all his other senses are extremely heightened you know what i mean and it's like it's not like oh you know where you try to you talk to somebody that's went blind before like oh my I, my hearing's better and my i can feel vibrations and all no it's like daredevil takes it and takes it to 10 and it's like oh now i can feel the entire earth beneath my toes and and every time so it's like they over dramatize it of course it's marvel and it's supposed to be a superhero film but um it's I'm kind of excited for it because it's another character that kind of draws that line between realism and fantasy, really, because Daredevil could be a real character. He could be a real person running around the streets of Chicago, blind, beating people, beating people the hell up and everything, and also has kind of those references kind of towards Spider-Man also, which is kind of interesting because spider-man and daredevil kind of go back and forth with some of the villains it'd be nice to see them kind of bring kingpin in at some point if they do that if they're going to use bullseye as the main character for this main uh for this game that's going to be interesting because bullseye and daredevil are kind of not necessarily the same character but they kind of go back and forth with each other um same thing with punisher but i'm actually really interested in it because i mean i'm 
I'm excited about melee-based melee combat games. Um, I'm always interested to see what avenue they kind of take with that. Again, I always go back, draw back to Arkham City and how I want to go back through all the Arkham games because, um, not Arkham City, but Arkham Knight. I always draw back to Arkham Knight because Arkham Knight is like the perfect example of a melee-focused superhero game or a hero game or action-based hero game. Um, along with the vehicular combat and all just just driving the vehicles and everything along with just feeling like batman in the city of arkham right um or city of gotham excuse me um which is an amazing thing and not everybody tends to nail that world right it kind of goes right back into that conversation we're having hey you know games based off of these characters were one way at one point and now they're becoming their own entity which is something that's amazing to me um you look at amy henning she's responsible for story, story uh, for some of the stories like example another great title for me legacy of kane we can't forget that soul reaver you can't forget that uncharted cool i never played uncharted um never was that interested in uncharted um it's kind of one of those things where if i've I played tomb raider i played you know what i'm saying I, I feel like i played that game already but that's neither here or there um not to say i would never play it but because uh, i definitely want to check it out when it gets remastered or whatever it comes to pc but uh she was also behind uh jack combat uh, the one that came out in 2005. And it's some, some Michael Jordan game that came out on Super Nintendo back in the day in 1994. So she definitely has some credence behind her. She definitely has some catalog behind her. Um, some excellent stories behind her. Again, uh, the Uncharted series, that's one thing you can't deny is that they had a, excellent stories. That's like one of the main, main things that people talk about. It's like, man, that story was amazing. Action sequences, amazing, on point. Um, so I'm kind of expecting this out of this also uh again daredevil's not the most renowned character renowned character to me but he definitely there is a, a huge possibility to take it dark uh, and that's what it's an amazing thing to me because being able to bring that not necessarily the humanity back to back to superheroes or just the heroes in general but to give that realism behind them gives you more um in like indulges you more in the world. It immerses you more into the world. Um, and that's what I'm more excited for more than anything. So yeah, it's kind of no, absolutely. Saying, absolutely. I'll lead, uh, I'll just to end this kind of topic and we can move on to uh, halo. Cause mm -hmm. we got a lot to get to here, but just kind of end a topic. I pulled this from Skydance uh, media's uh, official announcement of this. Um, so I just wanted to give this a heads up because I thought this was interesting. Uh, to, uh, to create, uh, let's see here. First of all, I'll do this quote. Uh, Amy has been setting the bar for narrative adventure games for decades, and we are happy to be collaborating with the talented and experienced new media team at Skydance, said Jay Ong, uh, executive vice president and head of Marvel Games. Their ambition and vision for making innovative entertainment using beloved Marvel IP was obvious from our first meeting. We're excited to share more with Marvel fans when the time is right. Uh, and then they uh, Sky, uh, Sky Media's official press release went on to say to create this all new interactive uh, experience skydance new media has assembled an accomplished crew of developers with decades of triple a experience right. in action and adventure gaming as well as a diverse team of creative con uh, consultants from the worlds of film television and comics mm -hmm. skydance new media team is laser focused on creating high fidelity richly inter and interactive experiences crafted for traditional gaming platforms, as well as emerging streaming service and designed to be appealing, inviting, and accessible to a global audience. So 
it sounds like this new media, uh, Skydance themselves, have mm-hmm. gotten into a partnership with Marvel to do much more than just games as well. But it definitely yeah. sounds like AAA for traditional gaming platforms. So it doesn't sound like exclusive stuff here. This sounds like they're going for the whole kit and caboodle and they're planning on doing some other things as well uh, with streaming services. Mm -hmm. So this definitely sounds like a pretty strong partnership with Marvel. uh, And there's probably going to be more than just this one game coming from them uh, when it comes to the Marvel universe. And it's going to be a uh, chance for Skydance to really make their mark on the, in the system, because I mean, at this point, um, I just looked up some of the games there. They come out with the walking dead um, meat grinder update pond, (laughs) archangel, archangel hellfire. Uh, So these games don't seem like any games that you're really known for. Um, Again, the, the walking dead game is a uh, VR game. Um, It's on Oculus. And uh, it has a 4.7 out of 5 on Oculus. It's a 79% Metacritic. Uh, so, I mean, they've been putting out decent-looking games. Uh, again, hey, I mean, they haven't been the biggest dev, but at the same right. time, this could be their first foray and making that step out there with a name like M- Amy Henning behind them. They could yeah. essentially become a big dev, and, and that's, um, that's why they went and got her, right? Yeah, Obviously. exactly. They exactly. knew the pedigree was there because, again, I think it was, I think it was Fat Boy. Uh, I forget who it was somewhere in the chat. I was laughing though. Somebody said because Skydance has worked directly with Apple right. Arcade, right? And, and Fat Boy was like, "I'm gonna laugh if this is an Apple Arcade exclusive. Uh, that would be that would be a waste of talent. Let it me would, tell you, of, 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 of Amy Henning's yeah. caliber. And I think that's why they created this new division and put her mm-hmm. in charge of it." was to get into spaces they haven't been in before right namely triple a console type stuff right. uh, so i definitely see that's where they're going with this uh so just interesting stuff again take it with a grain of salt uh you know reddit post 4chan posts they're all you know they are what they yeah, are yeah, yeah, yeah. some of them turn out to be legit some of them don't like i said this one hit me a little different just because it seemed like they had a little bit more knowledge than just yes. a rando posting could have been a guess. Sure, it could have been a guess. But again, back in 2020, March of 2020, started a pandemic. Nobody was talking about a Wolverine Marvel game. No. Um, and Siki brought up a good point. He said, but didn't yeah. Sony announce they're in partnership with Amy Studio? No. Um, no. Jade Red. Jade Red. Yeah, there, there, there's a, I was going to say, I think yep. they're confusing with someone else. Yep. Um, yep. And not only that, I also think that no matter what, the position that Marvel has right now, especially with Disney, that's the other thing that you have to consider too. It's not just Marvel by themselves yeah. cutting these deals. It's Disney yeah. cutting these deals. Um, that's Disney, the main thing. Disney's open for business again. Right. Disney is wide open for video game business. The right reason now. I bring that up though is because I don't think Disney's going to continue this. Yeah, it's continuing continuing with Spider Man, but I even think Spider Man is going to end up being coming on PC day and day. Take my word for it right now. I mean, we're in twenty twenty one, October thirtieth of twenty twenty one. Take my word right now i am expecting spider-man 2 to release day and date on pc yeah that's what i'm expecting only because marvel's not playing I mean, not marvel but disney's not playing these games there's exclusivity you don't see shock games. on my face here still you don't you're, see not, you're not you're not playing Mar- <laughs> disney's not going to play these exclusivity games either you're going to sell our game or we're going to take our ip back 
Yeah, what? it just I mean, depends how that's working out. Yeah, it does. But it, it's so confusing when you get into the Spider-Man as to what Sony actually owns and what what rights they own and what they don't. And I've heard people say that it was a leverage game mm-hmm. that Sony leveraged it mm-hmm. uh, so that Marvel, you know, so that Disney could, you know, use that version of Spider-Man in their movies. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't understand the contracts enough to know. I mean, I don't either. But there's some really confusing looking stuff in there. looking into the future though. I'm I'm not seeing them. Disney is is already on an up and up. You want to talk about Monopoly? (laughs) That's the conversation to be having. They're they're the ones to be in the conversation about that with right now because Disney is treading that water, is wanting to become a monopoly, and you can tell because they just didn't blow up their subscription service out of nowhere. Like they're not. It took Netflix how long to get to where they're at, and Disney's knocking on the door already. That's it's 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 cra- crazy things are happening and I'm all I'm saying is that this whole oh we're going to keep it exclusive to this platform because it needs to be exclusive to this cuz I care mm, these business people do not care about any of that. And again, if whoever needs to tell you about that, if you don't see the vision that accessibility, we're in the era of accessibility, you don't see the bigger picture, you don't get the point and you're more concerned about your personal piece of plastic or whatever choice that you made um, for your console than anything else. Again, if I don't have to make the choice, if PC is gonna be the ultimate place to play all games, what's wrong with that? Not everybody's gonna play PC. At the end of the day, I, I mean, I, I started, I told you the issues I was having during uh, Guardians. Pong was, ha- we were just to give you a little bit in the background, Pong was having some issues with his mic. He, he was like, see, this is why I don't want PC. Again, there's examples like that just show you i mean these are we are people in the ecosystem i'm in the ecosystem i love computers but i hate dealing with them sometimes i do it's easier just to have a console so this that whole discussion of oh uh all these games going to pc is going to make my console irrelevant no it's not the same people who bought consoles before are going to buy consoles before. The same play, uh, PC players that play that bought consoles are still going to buy consoles. The whole point is to expand the ecosystem, expand the reach, expand uh, the eyes that can be put on these different titles. Um, and I, I want I want people to understand that that, that is the bigger picture. So. And I saw a couple. Of, hey, you know what? To 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 some credit out there, I saw some 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 of the bigger. I don't know what you want to call them at this point, but some of the bigger people out there in the community who built uh, you know entire fan bases off of some of the negative uh, reaction to Xbox moving their games to PC actually came out and admitted this week that they were wrong. Uh, so shout out to them for doing that. You know, you got to do that. But again, that's what Steele and I have been talking about. Hey, if you're going to listen to these people that don't, that either choose, willingly choose not to have any bigger vision or they are being dishonest with you and they understand where the industry is going, but they don't want to give you that information because they'd rather ride the wave of, of the trolling of the negativity of, uh, you know, having jokes for everybody about the other piece of plastic jokes when they're not funny. If you're going to continue to listen to those people, guess what? You're going to have a small, small view of what's actually happening in this industry. Start listening to people with big views. Again, people with big views are going to be wrong because you're projecting out and you're just looking at it as a whole. So you're going to get wrong 
you know, wrong guesses there as mm-hmm. well. But more often than not, you're going to have a better perspective about where this industry is going to uh, than you will listen to these small, closed-minded people. Because had you been listening to the right people years and years ago, even during the worst of Xbox times, you would have seen the change coming and you would have seen where this industry was leading to. And if you were a Sony fan, you would have known already right. that PC was one piece of the pie moving forward, that Sony was not going to leave on the ta- table. Sean Layden himself, the one that everybody points he said to, it back they in wish the they would have rather had than mm-hmm. Jim heading up. Sean Layden himself came out in an interview and said, I was the one who started to put this stuff on PC. I was a set. I was one of the voices in that room saying we need to start putting our games on PC. Yep. So he is actually the one that started this as well over at Sony. But look, this was the future that a lot of us saw coming mm-hmm. that we knew was going to happen. Cause like you said, steel, more people playing the games, more people playing your favorite boxes games, the more money in your ecosystem, the more money for content, the more money for everybody, the more fun for everybody. That's exactly. how this works. Closed ecosystems do not work unless not you're no Nintendo. Not unless no you're more. Nintendo. Yeah, <laughs> unless, unless, you're unless you're considered a toy company. <laughs> Right, right. Unless which which I'm, I'm going to start coming out and saying directly like that now because yeah. that's exactly why they're able to do that because the they are considered a toy company. Toy company. Right. And yep. they, it has to be that because yep. there's no other reason why I have a Switch and don't play it like that, but my daughter does. Yep. That's what it's so, for. That's who it's geared towards. Now, right. I mean, you can, I'm not saying that you can't be an adult and enjoy it, but look who it's geared towards. Right. That's why Amiibo right. still work. <laughs> That's why you can sell a game with an in with an with an in-game feature tied to a doll. Come on, bro. Like, come on. They're a toy company. It is what it is. It is what it is. But so, yep, we are moving forward. We are advancing and more people get to enjoy these games. And like Steele said, uh, and I've been saying, and a lot of people have been saying, get ready, buckle up. Yeah. Buckle up. If you don't want these games going elsewhere, guess what? You're going to be on a roller coaster ride because they're coming. They are coming. And the time between release on your favorite platform and the time to release on the PC or elsewhere is going to shorten and shorten and shorten. And eventually, you're even probably going to see some day and date stuff. So uh, yeah. just buckle up, get ready. Uh, because you're about to have a, a mountain-sized disappointment if you don't think that's what's going to happen uh, because it's coming. So, hey, uh, all the better for the industry. The industry continues yeah. to grow. 100%. So, still, uh, we covered Marvel. So, now hey, I, man. now Turn I, <laughs> with my millions of un, you know shows yeah. each week, I have been talking about Halo yeah. all week long. Love it crazy. because we got the overview this week out yes. of the blue Sunday night last week on Sunday night. Xbox just decides to put out a little post saying, hey, by the way, we're going to have a little Halo campaign overview. And mm-hmm. everybody was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> so this was out of the blue. Most of us were expecting them to hold this for the 20th anniversary show. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So that came out of the blue. So everybody was like, all right. Monday is going to be a hot day. Guess what? Monday has definitely been a hot day and it's carried through the entire week because of course the clowns showed up, decided to make their, all their great posts and zoom in on everything and still say that it doesn't look good. Yada, yada, yada. We got to get all that. Mm. But the halo community itself and the, the positive community, the Xbox community 
has been nothing but pretty much universal again in their love for what they're seeing out of halo even though it is different it's not your classic halo anymore Mm -hmm. they've made some changes to it Mm -hmm. graphics wise they brought it a little bit actually backwards uh more towards the original halos uh, which i think is fantastic looks looks wonderful i love the art direction what they're going with Mm -hmm. here um so still I have talked about it all week on multiple shows. I will give my shortened version, but I want to start with you because honestly, you are, again, casual Halo fan here. I have a different perspective (laughs) on things. I always love to hear you hardcore Halo fans who have been playing this, been waiting on this nonstop for years and years and years. What did you see out of the overview? You know, what did you take away? Any you know, any little concerns or is that just nitpicking or are you just all about a campaign full go? Let's, let's rock and roll new open world. What, what do you, what did you get out of the overview? What did, what um, did you see? Let's start with, I'm going to actually play the video also in the background for the people to see. Um, just so I can also use this reference if, if anything else, but um, let's start off with the negatives. So I wanted to start off with the negatives for main one main reason because it's been because it's been um it's not necessarily a negative for me (laughs) um but it's been one of those things that people kind of came to the consensus of because everybody's been kind of saying similarly similar similarly excuse me uh, the same thing Um, the people have been saying that hey the one thing that I keep hearing people say is that oh I feel like this is going to be Far Cry Halo oh I feel like this is going to be an Ubisoft Halo oh I feel like this is going to be an objective based hey go here do that do this Halo and to that I say okay it's kind of what been Halo that's kind of been Halo's thing anyway hey here's a linear story you go here figure out how to get there, kill as many enemies as you want in between, and then go from there. Them giving me extra side things to do, I don't think it's that big of a deal to me. Um, Them opening the world up, I don't think it's that big of a deal to me. I'm not in the camp of, oh, I have a fear it's gonna be Ubisoft-like. After just playing Valhalla, I can guarantee you it is not going to be Ubisoft-like in that fact. I, I put 100 hours into Valhalla and still have not beat the game yet. That's a bother to me. Now, I'm, I, again, I am a completionist. I like to do multiple things. I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. But when you say Ubisoft-like, you're telling me that the game is inflating itself for no reason. I don't think that, this, I don't think that that's what they're going for here at all. I think it's just taking that linear story and giving you branching paths. Hey, in the meantime, between time, while you're going to the objective, hey, there's these guys over here. Go save them. You're chief. You're on the rink. You just got done. Apparently, from how they set up the story, you just got your ass beat by the banished. That's how they set it up. That's not a spoiler or anything. That's the way they made it come across. So being it dropped back into this world, kind of chief making his fight back, kind of makes it understandable. Hey, go over, take, take this over. Go do this, do these things. And then also adding the RPG elements to it. Again, I saw people have this argument. Oh, it's not RPG like, oh, it's not a third person, this, that, and other thing. It's like, that's not what RPG like means. It literally means that like. It's RPG like. Um, giving Master Chief the now ability to kind of go through these different um uh, 
weapons or different uh, mods and everything that you can add upgrades. to your character. There you go, upgrades. That's the upgrades. I don't know why I couldn't think of that name. Um, <laughs> okay. But the different upgrades and mods and everything that you can use, I it gives you that element of you have variety. Um, you saw when you were watching the trailer and everything, if y'all watching it now in the background, you saw that you have options. You can level out some things before you level out other things. Maybe if you do everything on the map, you can level out everything. And maybe that'll help you towards the end game. Who knows? But they're offering you so much more variety. And I feel like if they're doing anything here, it's making Master Chief feel more like the Spartan, the stories always try to say that he is. Um, before they always dumbed him down. Every other Halo game, except for five, um, they've always dumbed him down. Oh, he can do wheel. Oh, you know, now y'all don't want him to run. Oh, but he's a Spartan though. He's been training since he was a kid and he's seven feet tall and he has all these heavy ass armor on and he can jump mad high. And, and everybody complains about these things, but it's just like, Spartans can do that. That's what got me so hype about five because you saw them running down the, the hill, um, uh, running down the mountain and everything, the snow, they're sliding. And it's like, that's Spartans. That's what they do. Um, that's why I was kind of salty how they kind of portrayed Oni and everything in Halo 5. But for this, they've definitely tailored it to more, hey, we want to give you a true Master Chief experience. We want to give you that Halo 2, Halo 3, here's the world, let's drop you in it. Um, do what you want to. That freedom, because Halo's always been about that freedom. Do it, complete the mission however you're going to complete the mission. You just know that this is your end goal. And that's kind of what I'm getting from this too. So I don't have those same worries. Again, I'm not a Far Cry fan either, so I've never played Far Cry like that. Um, I'm an Assassin's Creed fan, but I stopped playing Assassin's Creed after the SGO trilogy. So I don't have that wear down of playing all these Assassin's Creed games over the years. I didn't jump back in until Origins came out. Um, and that pulled me back in, but it was still kind of the same thing where I understand where you don't want these maps to be bloated with just random activities for you to do. You want them to have meaning. But when you see Master Chief jump out of a one vehicle, shoot it with a uh, shoot it with the harpoon gun, then grapple hook this other vehicle and then jump into it, you can't say that doesn't get you excited for the open sandbox because that's not something you were able to do before. Yeah, you can hijack vehicles and stuff like that, but not to the level that they're demonstrating in this. Um, also, with the assassin that they're putting in here, oh, he's a Spartan assassin. That's going to add another level to it. How is that going to end up working? Is he going to be constantly something, somebody that you're going to have to worry about every mission that you go into? Is it only going to affect your side missions? What, how does that come into play? There's so many things in here that they're making. They're really making, uh, they've always made Chief the center, the center of the story, but they're making it seem like this is like do or die. Like this is a do or die situation for Chief. He's trying to figure out these different things that are going on. What is going on with Cortana? Uh, what is going on with the ring? What is going on with the banished? Are the flood back? Like there's so many questions to be answered. I'm more concerned about those things than I am about the sandbox being open or there being these different objectives that I got to go handle because it seems Ubisoft like I like it, honestly. Um, hey, go take out these people. I also play on Legendary though. Um, the game's not going to go have co-op so I can enjoy Legendary at my leisure. I'm going to be playing Legendary um, until I beat the game. And I, and I saw people say, oh, it's only going to be an eight to 10 hour experience. Maybe. Halo's never been a super long game or whatever the case might be, but with me playing on Legendary, it gives me more options to take out these enemies than I had before, other than me just getting into a room, 
I have to fight these overpowered enemies. They don't ever want to die. I have to switch through 15 different guns to kill one person. Now I have versatility. I can call, I can get a, pe I can get a pelican to drop me whatever vehicle. I can go down the street, get a tank. I can go up the hill and have some soldiers with me that are in the warthog and take out this territory. Um, maybe this base is going to help me bring some more soldiers in so that uh, I can move around the air, the map a little better. Well, what is it going to do? That's what I'm more interested in more so than anything else. Um, if I want to take that as a negative. That's the only negative that I really had. I don't even consider that as a negative because I'm more of a, I'm interested. How, what is it, where is this going to take us? Um, now, as far as the game overall, after seeing what I played from the multiplayer, I told, and I, uh, I feel like I said this during when our PlayStation Spawn too, is that I was impressed by the multiplayer. I can only imagine how this campaign is going to turn out with how, how much quality was put into, how much detail was put into that multiplayer, this campaign is showing so much more. Is it gonna have ray tracing at launch? Again, no, it's not. Uh, I, I'm up and down about this whole ray tracing thing. Again, I feel like it's overblown, overused, just the same way 4K is, that, oh, it needs to be 4K, and nobody would never know the difference if it was upscaled or not to 4K, and you had max graphics, you would never know the difference. Um, but it being a marketable word, 4K, ray tracing, all all the everything else. Would it be nice to have these things in there? Yes, it would be. But from what I've seen from this, especially looking at it in the 4K, man, it looks it looks killer. Uh, I know some people were talking about the trees. Oh, the trees ain't moving. Uh, okay. Like I don't think that's ever something I've paid attention to in Halo. Uh, let me look at these trees and where they sway in the distance. Um. There's plenty of games who don't do that. That's never been a focal point for me in Halo. Um, destructible environments has never been a thing for in Halo either. I don't care that I can't run over the trees or whatever, whatever the complaint that people are making about these trees. Uh, maybe it's just because they're not swaying in the distance. I live in Florida. My trees don't sway, sway half the time anyway. So it's kind of like, what are you really saying to me? Um, it's, it's one of those things where I feel like that's neg negligible or whatever the case. Um, these people zooming in 400% on still shots on enemies that are in the distance when you're shooting them with a sniper. Look, I understand what you're saying. Detail, cool. Same time, it's not a complaint. The game itself looks good. From the perspective of Master Chief, which is the perspective that you're going to be in half the time or 98% of the time anyway, the game looks solid. Having that God of War look to it, cinematic look to it, is an amazing thing. I think they did, I think they nailed that as far as giving you that feel. They, again, the number one thing that I can give 343 uh, versus Bungie is that they have continued to make a man in a suit feel more alive than most devs can with any other character that don't have a suit on. And that is saying, and that tells me more than anything. This even seeing this campaign campaign overview with this whole conversation with him and the weapon or whatever the case might be drew more emotion out of me out of me than most games do. Um, yes, because it could it be because I'm a hardcore Halo guy. Sure, could be. This is because I care about the story. Yeah, could be. But I feel like three four three hit every note as far as the multiplayer. Now, from what we're seeing from the campaign and seemingly the story beats 
that I have 100% faith that this game is gonna be A1. Now, is it gonna get is it gonna get criti criticized regardless? Yes, because Halo is the only game that exists on that existed on a single platform that is now opening up again. I'll stand on this hill, continue to stand on this hill, that has to do everything right. It has to. Should it? No, it doesn't. It shouldn't have to. But it's kind of set that standard. And it's unfortunate, but that also tells you that talk of people saying that Halo's dead or nobody cares about Halo is dead conversation. It's also, as we say, cap or as a lie or it's just people not being honest with themselves. Because if that was the case, it wouldn't be getting the attention that it's getting. People wouldn't be having con con still having conversations about, oh, the game still doesn't look that great. Why, if, it, if you didn't care, then why are you talking about it? Still, it's a game that's on one platform, now available on PC and cloud. One platform, this isn't Call of Duty. This isn't um, <laughs> the, the one development team that is supposed to have a multiplayer game out that doesn't have a multiplayer game out, but promises that you should have a multiplayer game. Uh, <laughs> Naughty Dog. This isn't them. But Halo has to do everything right. You have to have Forge. You have to have great multiplayer. You have to have an excellent story. You have to have, um, now, now people are going to tell you from this point forward, oh, you have to have uh, an, an arena I can practice with the bots. Now you're going to want bots. Right after Halo comes out, watch. Now every other game that you play or every Halo experience that you have from now on, oh, it doesn't have bots in it. It sucks. It's trash. I can't get warmed up with the bots no more. I can't practice in my arena no more. I can't do any of these things. Halo's gonna set another standard and, a, and another bar for the goalpost to be moved again. That is my number one problem that I have with Halo and people who claim that they're not interested in Halo at all, is this constant bickering and going back and forth about a title that you say that you don't care about. I personally am super excited for it. It gives me all the memories of Halo 2, 3. Again, no, they didn't continue the art style with 4 and 5, which is kind of upsetting to me a little bit just because I was favoring that. Bringing that realism into Halo was, I thought was a well-welcomed thing. Uh, again, the way that they made the armor look and everything, I thought it was amazing. They brought that Halo 3 feel back, that Bungie feel back. Again, it's kind of here or there. Depending on how you feel, feel about it, I don't think it's that big of a deal for me personally because it still feels like Halo. Uh, I know people were saying, oh, this game doesn't feel next gen. It feels like next gen Halo. That's what it feels like. It, that's, that's, what it, that's what the next gen part of it is. It is next generation Halo, exactly that, verbatim. Use, look up the word what next generation means and that's exactly what Halo is. No, is it that on par graphically or whatever the case might be with five? I think it is, honestly. Is the art styles different? Yeah, but graphically, I think it looks just as good or better than Halo 5 did. I do. The only thing that's different is the art style. You can't argue art style. That's something that's completely different. And it's blatant that they took a different art style with this and wanted to take it back more old school because they wanted to get more people involved and say, oh man, this reminds me of classic Halo. It's blatant that they want you to think that. They want you to rem reminisce about those land parties. They want you to reminisce about those times you spend playing campaign co-op. They want you to have these conversations. It's blatant. That's why the game was designed the way that it was. I'm just happy that 
it's turning out as successful that it is because the conversation not that long ago, if only a year ago, before we saw that first Halo trailer, because again, we're not too, we're not in November yet. So before we got that first Halo trailer from last year that said that was that was pitching it to us before we saw Craig, everybody was saying that Halo was dead. Oh, Halo, Halo would never be Halo would never be king again. There's no way to it now turning right back into the king is back. Even with Call of Duty around, even with Battlefield around, even with everybody else playing Apex and all these other free-to-play games, Halo still remains to be topic of discussion. I'm happy that that is continuing to happen after 20 years of this game existing on one platform. The most sold game on one platform that has the reach that it has other than Nintendo. We're not talking about that. So with that, that's my feelings on it. I'm excited. Again, I've been on the edge of, I don't know what other games that I want to play because I want to play Halo. Again, when I saw that campaign overview, it may, again, I had to sit for a couple, a couple days and say, damn, what do I really want to play? The answer right now to me is Halo. That's what I want to play. I want to play the campaign. I want to slap Ishram in the flake in the face. I do. I'm tired of seeing this man's grill. I don't care about him being CGI <laughs> at the end of the trailer. I don't care about that. I don't care about the guy coming from 343 and saying, hey, let's set expectations. Um, that's not the in-game render for this character. I understand the the debate of it and everything because we do want to see the better version of him. What is the real version? Okay. You do shoot yourself in the foot by saying, oh, that's not an in-game asset. Yeah, but at the same time, that doesn't make me not want to slap him in the face even less. You know what I mean? That actually, it just entices me more. It's like, damn, he, he does look hella different. He looks enticing. He looks like a bad guy. And that was the whole point of that trailer, was to entice you. That intro to the Banished, or whatever the case might be, that was the whole point. It was a trailer to introduce you to what Halo is today to give people that what is my reason to jump into Halo? Oh, who are the banished? Oh, you didn't play Halo Wars 2? Go play Halo Wars 2. Oh, you didn't want to oh, you don't want to play RTS? Okay, that's fine. Go check out some of those cutscenes. Get introduced to the story. Find out who the banished are. What is Chief's new story? I feel like it set the precedent and set the stage for the next decade of Halo as they were intending to do. And I actually think they're doing it better than Bungie did it with Destiny. Because Destiny still to this day has a problem with story. Again, you can follow it a little bit better now if you get into it, but even now the story is convoluted and it's not like Halo. I think 343 is kind of knocking it out of the park. Pong, I know you've been kind of been going up and down about it all week, talking with different people, yeah. getting different opinions. Um, yeah. How, how do you feel about some of the things that I said? Um, there's some other things that I can talk about more. If you end up bringing those things up, I can't. I'm kind of yeah. at the end of what I can think of at the moment. But um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, how are you feeling about Halo, man? Um, kind of based off some of the things that I said, how are you feeling about that? What you thinking, man? Yeah, I've had... Um... I mean, obviously, I've had a lot of time to kind of digest this and whatever else. And again, as a casual Halo fan, but this right here, 
again, got me more excited than I've ever been excited for a Halo. Like after playing the flighting, uh, especially the big team battle portion, because that's that's my bread and butter. Again, battlefield guy here. I love the chaos. So that wet my appetite for multiplayer. And I was right. like, all right, big team battle has got what I'm looking for. Is right. it, go- it will be my prime game? No, it's not no. going to be my prime game, but no. it definitely got me hyped for the multiplayer. But when they showed this campaign overview, mm-hmm. my first thoughts were number one, and I've said this and I'll continue to say it just because it's my one disappointment. Go ahead. Go ahead. Again, it, it, it screamed for co-op. Okay. It screams co-op. Okay. This world. So I, I, I do want to stop you right there because yeah. I do 100% agree. When I saw that campaign overview the first time, I said, damn. Yeah. Pong was right. I do feel like <laughs> now again I can live without it, but yes. Yes. I do feel like it is missing the advantage of co-op. Yeah, I feel like co-op would have took this a completely different way. But again, yeah. I've also made that point because I know you and Matt were talking about it a bit. Um, I yeah. also was bringing up the point, which I'm glad you brought this because I didn't think about it at the time, but I did want to speak on it. Yeah. Is that I do also feel like this game was. Sub- supposed to be a single player focus game. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's the way that they treated it. That co-op was an afterthought. It wasn't part of the thought. It was, hey, we'll throw this in afterwards. And that we want to focus because of the up and down with four and five with the story and everything. I felt like three, four, three at least wanted to kind of center it down and say, all right, we're going to open the world up, but we want to make this a, a focus story for the mm-hmm. player to enjoy more so than anything else. But I completely agree with you, though. It is missing co-op. I agree. But in a perfect world, in a perfect world, they would have had it. And I don't think it's. I don't think it's. I think they've had problems implementing co-op, and that's why it's not there. We've mm-hmm. heard a couple different things. Uh, memory bandwidth for the older uh, Xbox One, um, mm-hmm. the VCR, uh, issues like that with you know checkpoints. Uh, it's 2021. Right. There's been enough games now that have done open world co-op right. that I think they could have figured it out if they had more time, if the pandemic didn't mess up things like it did for them. I do believe you are correct that obviously, since it is Halo, the single player experience was thought of first, but this is a different Halo mm-hmm. from anything we've ever had oh, before. Yeah. And that's why I say this trailer screamed co-op did. because the option, and again, we're going to get it. So, oh, yeah, again, yeah, yeah, yeah. Disappointment's the, 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 the there. But I'm telling you that everybody kind of points to the whole percentages of completion from the, all the other Halos mm-hmm. in a co op game, mm-hmm. and they're so low, right? I get that. But again, I think this one here, because of how they've got it set up, will be the most co op played Halo of all time. Right. Because I think that there are going to be people that honestly go back through. Once they have the world open up, you complete the campaign, whatever else the case, yep. however they're going to divide that up. And that's still up for debate whether or not the sections are going to be sectioned off and then right. open as you progress. I think which they I will. Kind of, I'm leaning I towards that will. as well. Um, but even at the end of the day, you're going to want to go back into this game and they have the opportunity. Don't don't get me wrong here. I don't think they're going to rest on their laurels. That Okay, we have this world built. Hey, it's a sandbox. It's an open world. We've got mm-hmm. all these other different little things you can do within it. Um, if you want to, we've got side missions for you. 
you know, I, I still think the linear narrative is there. If mm-hmm. you just want to play it straight through, I think they're going to allow you to do that with minimal side stuff that you have to complete. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to give people that option. But what I'm saying is I think at the end of the day, they're not going to sit there and go, okay, we've got this open world. We placed all this stuff in here. Uh, co-ops ready to rock and roll. We're dropping co-op uh, and then just leave it alone. No, 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 no. Okay, again, this is a 10-year plan, according to them. Whether or not it makes it 10 years, we can have that debate. Most games never even live up close to that, okay? I get it. But with what they've developed here, Mm -hmm. they have the opportunity to make co-op, and I'm going to say this, but I'm going to say this. I, I say it this way because it's about the best I can come up with off the top of my head, Mm -hmm. but I'm not talking about a one for one here, but they have an opportunity to take this world co-op way, Mm -hmm. a co-op way, much like destiny. Okay. They have the ability to add on things such as raids, such as different kind of styles like that, where co-op could become a huge, huge deal in halo. Yeah. Because Yeah, because of what they are offering in this world with all the abilities and the upgrades, right? No, they don't have the loot system of Destiny, right. and I already said that this would this yeah, would be a don't great looter shooter for me. I, I know, but I want my legendary battle rifle. I was waiting for the mini bosses to, to, to sprinkle out a bunch of colors yeah. of loot because that, that's what it looked like to me. I was like, I was like oh, my God. They, they didn't, obviously. But would it, be, it could be dope, though, going wrong it with that idea be. that yes. um, it could be a way for you to unlock more skins. Yes, more skins, correct. However, let's just say they're not going to do that. They could mm-hmm. still take things from a Destiny-type game and throw them into Halo later on right. as they do expansions. Not mm-hmm. as the core gameplay. I'm not talking yeah, about that. No. I'm, not talking about, I'm just talking about as expansions go along because this open world, being able to... Choose different vehicles. Can you imagine a f- even if, even if they just limit it to four players, right? Mm-hmm. Even if they just say four players, you and three other buddies are in there, right? And you guys can tackle like big bases, like raids, right? Mm-hmm. From different angles, you can have two in a warthog rolling on in. You can have one in, you know, one flying in. You can have another guy grappling in from another side, or you can have one guy up on the mountain sniping. Right? right, you can tackle these missions from so many different ways when you add multiplayer, when you add that co-op experience. That that's what I can't wait for. The utter chaos you're going to be able to create with co-op is going to be so much fun because, again, that's what I look forward to in these kind of san- yes, I like single player experience and, right. and I, I will do that. But I just think that 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 option to have somebody drop into your game and be able to plan out your attacks and roll on in together. That's where this could hit its mark. And I think right. down the road with expansions, they could really lean into that. Yes, they're going to have their single player stories that I can't wait for them because, again, I've been saying it even as a casual Halo fan, the lore of Halo is so huge. They have underutilized it for years yes. and years and years. 100%. Um, Halo War, it took. It took something like Halo Wars 2 to introduce the Banished. Nobody yes. knew outside of books the Banished until Halo Wars 2 came along. And all of a sudden, people even didn't play Halo Wars 2. They went and watched the cutscenes mm-hmm. and was like, yo, Atriox is one of the best antagonists with, ever yeah. created. Right? He is. He, he is. Literally. And it came out of a side story, out of a niche title, yep. because Halo, Halo Wars 2 is an RTS that not a lot of people play. That's how big the lore in Halo is and how what kind of opportunity they have here. 
Now, with Halo Infinite in this campaign specifically, we're going to get to play against the hand of Atriox, which yep. is basically his lieutenants, right? Yep. They've got it set up perfectly. Yep. Right. I'm still I'm still curious about the flood. If they're going to introduce the flood, I think they are. If, if it's after I'm Halo, curious. if it's after Halo Five, if it's after Halo Five yep. and after Halo Wars yep. Two. In case y'all haven't noticed, at the end of Halo Wars 2, they released the Flood. The Bandage released right. the Flood. Right. On right. accident, technically. But right. anyway. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just curious. No, I'm just curious because what they're setting Halo Infinite up to be is to be Chief's greatest challenge of all time. Yes. Right? It's, it's, it's it. all uh, It's Chief against all odds, right? That's what this is going to be. He's got every deck possible stacked against him and that's not even including like the harbinger we're gonna find out what she is cortana um, still <laughs> cortana still out there the flood could stop from yep. still possibly again there is so much that chief has to fight against so this is the ultimate story and i do believe that this you know joseph statens came out and said hey this is uh, this is what we originally envisioned halo as mm -hmm. and i know a lot of people took that as pr talk no. but i don't think it I was think it i is. think had the technology been available when they launched halo ce yeah. they would have launched halo ce as this type of open world mm -hmm. i really do believe that i think that's the experience they want to give you when you land in CE on the ring for the first time and you walk out and you see everything and how expansive it looks for back then it looks that like an open huge. world game <laughs> right 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 and I think that that's what they originally would have loved to have been able to put together right hey I see that over there I'm go going over there yep. right right exactly and and there's some parts of Halo's even early halos where it does kind of give you that feeling because you do have some you know yeah there's barriers and everything right else, right right so, right yeah but they tried to give you that feeling as much as the technology would allow them. So I really do think this is the original vision that they had for Halo. Uh, yes, it's put into 2021 terms because open worlds are just, you know, it, it is yeah. what it is. Mm -hmm. that, that it's, it's a done deal now. Everybody's done open world games. So now it's not so new. So they're right. just picking up off of the Far Cries, off of the Borderlands, Which off I understand. of that kind of stuff. Right. I totally get it. I totally get it. But this is a 10 year plan and people got to remember that this story isn't ending with Halo Infinite. Yes, they've already come out and said that each story will have a beginning, middle and end. Right. So we are going to get that completion feeling when we finish it. But when a new expansion comes out, we're going to get more another beginning, middle and end. I can't wait till we get to the point because I don't think we're going to see Atriox in this one outside. I don't of think so CGI. either. So that expansion is coming. Right, where we finally get to battle the guy, right? Atriox is the man, right? He is the he is a Spartan killer, right? Mm -hmm. and, and, it, and anybody who still to this day has not gone back, back and watched that CGI uh, from Halo Wars 2, please go do it. Again, they've spliced them all together. Mm -hmm. Atriox is ridiculous. He, <laughs> he is the guy I want to fight, right? Eshram is cool, and I yeah. love the trailer that they put out yeah. the next day after the overview for the band made it perfect dude ashram and how he was talking set that it up halo, perfect that, that, right right that's what halo wars 2 gave with you with atriox every time atriox showed up that's the feeling it gave you i got goosebumps listening yeah, to Eshram. that's how yeah. you set up an antagonist that's how you set up the guy you know the guy's just talking bad about master chief you know you talk you think you're gonna have hope you know, and all that kind of stuff. You think all you've you, done you, is build a cough, a tomb. Coffin, you know, is a said. tomb. Yeah, the armor is your tomb or whatever he said. Yeah, I was like, Yo, can bro. I smack this man? Yeah, yeah. But 
it was awesome writing and the way it he was. was speaking gave you some kind of feeling yes, right even did. as a casual hail fan i had hair stand up because i'm like yeah these are the guys i want to go after right? right not somebody i don't care about or just right. some throwaway enemy i want the big baddies that are talking smack that are saying basically i'm gonna just go walk all over you humanity's done forget you all while you i got all this other no bs savior. going on <laughs> right right there ain't no savior you know nobody's uh, coming to save you you're done right that's who i want to fight and they set eshram up perfectly in the they hand did. of atriox perfectly they did but i can't imagine what they're going to do after we get through this once they do allow us to finally hopefully get to atriox again we don't know for sure but eventually through one of the expansions to get to the main man, mm -hmm. I can't imagine what that buildup is going to be like. And again, that's what people are forgetting. Yes, we're going to have a beginning, middle, end here with instruments, but they are not planning on, this is not the old halos. This is a continuing saga. This is going to be something that we get content on a regular basis. So in the old days, you played through the single player. Maybe some people th played through it on Legendary. That was a big deal. You went back through, played it on co-op, but then you were done. Then it was all multiplayer. Right. Right. Then it was just all multiplayer. And yes, the multiplayer, I still believe, will carry Infinite. But yeah. I think this time around, with how they're setting this campaign up, with the options that they are having for themselves on how they can move forward on this thing, there is a lot they could add to this. I think the campaign for the first time in a long time is going to be right alongside the multiplayer as far as people playing it and as far as people enjoying the new content. Mm -hmm. And when they open up that co-op and they open up Forge, you're talking about a whole lot more. And when they open up that co-op specifically for the campaign, there are going to be people who just decide, hey, do you guys want to play multiplayer today? Ah, I'm not feeling multiplayer. Hey, you want to hop into this camp? You want to hop into the world? Do some co-op shit? You know, go around, run around, blow up some bases. Let's go hunt down some, you know, yeah. let's go hunt down some people. Yeah, that's what I'm going to be about, right? That That's mm. the cool part about this. And I think that that's why I say it's going to be the most played campaign co-op way once they release it than ever before in Infinite or in Halo history. Right. Uh, but I think they're doing it right. Um, like you talked about the graphics. I can see why some people are disappointed. Like you were talking about Steel, that it doesn't have that Halo 5 mm -hmm. wow factor to it. Mm -hmm. But I also, again, like you said, I don't know who the hell thought that a cross-gen title like Halo Infinite was supposed to all of a sudden be the grand pillar, be-all, end-all of graphics. That's not what Halo's ever been. About. No. That's, that's, that's not, not the what point. it's about. No, it's about the gameplay. And then there was people saying, oh, now it's about the gameplay. It's always Look, been about the gameplay. Been, uh, there are games that try to push both, and that's great for them, but there are games who are very comfortable in one or the other. Hey, we're going to push the tech side of things. Mm -hmm. Story might be a little bit light, but, man, we're going to wow some people with this. And then there's other ones who go for the story first, add on the graphics, make the graphics good enough. This actually is better than good enough in 4K on my OLED after I went back and watched. It looks amazing. It looks amazing. It looks, look, it not looks every part of it is amazing, yeah. but look, there are going to be a lot of screenshots coming out of there that wow people. That skybox that they've gone to, the lighting yeah. that they're using. Yeah, yeah, yo, yeah. Real-time lighting. That opening, yeah, real-time lighting. And when they when the opening scene, when he walks into that base with the red lights highlighted and most of the other, it almost looks like a, something a Darth Vader would yeah. create, right, from the Empire. It was all really dark with mm -hmm. some silver, but mostly black. And then you got red lights highlighting everything. That looked fantastic, man. Yeah. So I can't wait to see what else they that they've kind of left out. There's some nitpicky things. Yeah. Again, terrain deformation while you're yeah. driving the warthog. I don't know why that's not there in 2021, but 
again, I'm not a programmer. I'm not a dev. I just would like to see some wheel marks while the Warthog's driving. Yeah. It's too much as more, but uh, yeah. you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. Uh, but outside of that, I was overly impressed. Again, they're setting up this, the hand of Atriox uh, as your, as your main baddies, I think is perfectly well done. Like you talked about the, 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 Spartan Hunter, mm -hmm. uh, Spartan Assassin, Je uh, Jega. Is it Jega? Yeah, it's Jega. I, I can't um, remember his name. If he's hunting you throughout the game, that's going to be interesting. Yeah. If, the, if that's a piece of it where you're going from area to area and he's kind of like the predator and mm -hmm. he's constantly on Over your, your back. Yeah. 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 It, that's going to be kind of cool. We'll like to see how they set that up. Mini bosses versus big bosses. That's going to be interesting. Like right. you talked about the upgrades. Cool. I love the upgrade system. That's going to be awesome. Um, so, yeah, I think they're hitting everything right. I can't wait uh, to play it. And that's probably the best thing that I can say is that on that day, I'm now considering maybe having a sick day that day um, and jumping into the campaign, at least the multiplayer. I'm sure the servers are going to be a wreck, probably but right. I, at least hopping <laughs> in the campaign on opening day on launch day. That's I'm actually meant. thinking about it now, which before I wasn't so. That's the best thing I can say. I, I, I'm ready to play this game. Um, but like I said, the future is definitely what excites me the most because I can see the opportunities that they, they've created for themselves. Right. Um, with each trailer that they've shown, with each little bit that they've given us, whether it's the multiplayer fighting or now this overview, you can see what they're kind of building and why they think they have something here that could potentially last 10 years. Yeah. Um, and so I, I can't wait to see what they do with it. Yeah, so. um, this it also gives me gives me heavy Halo Reach vibes, just because Halo Reach was the first one that really made you feel part of the story, like your character was involved in the world and everything, or was involved in the story the entire time. I think they're doing the same thing with this. Yes, in the campaign beats, they've definitely centered it towards john 117 master chief for sure but then the on the opposite end of the spectrum for multiplayer they set it up to where you are becoming part of the story which they hadn't done before like multiplayer was always there but it was just like oh you're spartan face each other whatever now it's kind of like oh you're a spartan but you've also went through training and then we're also giving you flexibility and allowing more customization than it has ever been in halo by not giving you a color but letting you choose who your spartan is and how you're represented and then going from there i feel like that's going to end up tying into the campaign at some point that's the other thing that's the main thing about this this is going to set up because again as much as i would love for him to master chief isn't going to go on forever at some point, the story has to end. At some point, the story has to finish. He's been doing this for 20 years at this point. What is it? What's going to be the next point? And I think them setting up that, hey, this is your Halo story in the multiplayer is going to set up that in the co-op and then yeah. that point forward afterwards. Because who knows? Now, this whole build up to Atriox could be the last fight that John 117 has. And he's like, you know, enough is enough at this point. Or you could keep going on and just kind of be like the legend, if anything else. You know what I'm saying? He only gets involved when it's that serious. You know what I mean? It could get to that point and you kind of take over the story from there. Who knows? There's just so many different avenues that they can go down now, um, especially 
if they because uh one away dragons made a good making a good point they're seemingly going towards more of the book directions those stories which i definitely yep. hope they do again I am such a proponent for them bringing out a Halo game that's a third-person game that is centered around Oni and the Spec Ops version of Halo. I think that would be, be a most amazing thing because you can legitimately go down a very dark path with that because Oni are some very fucked up people. They're they're <laughs> they're the type of they're the type of government agency that feels like they're doing whatever they're doing. Mm-hmm. For a reason, for the betterment of humanity. It's kind of like it's kind of like the um, God, I can't think of this man's name. Uh, and it's right there from Mass Effect. Um, ah, uh, what's his oh, name? You're, you're, uh, oh, you're talking. Are you talking about the? Why is it right? You, th- it's right there. Talking about the elusive the ma- man. The elusive man. Yes, thank yeah. you. Yeah. It reminds it reminds me of that. It kind of that kind of that same kind of gives you that same feel. The kind of that same setup. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's that's the same feel that Oni gives you. And man, if Halo's able to grab that and just shake it all up, really give kind of give that victory back to Locke, um, because he's actually more of a, a pertinent character than they tried to make him seem in Halo Five. But um, like you can't just put you can't just put Locke and John and and, and Master Chief together, like. No, not just out of nowhere, and then have this fight that was anticlimactic, uh, anticlimactic, and everything. Like, no, there's a reason why people hated it because it's like, no, you can't have this legend then all of a sudden face this guy, and it's like, no, this, no you can't, you can't do that with any hero story. You know what I mean? Like, that's like yep. Superman's son coming back and just beating Superman's ass out of nowhere, and he right. just got introduced yesterday. It's like, right? No, that's not how no. that works. Yeah. Come on, like, he's been doing this for a while so it's, it's kind of the same that kind of same perspective um that i, I would love to see but I, i'm excited for it man like, I, I love to see that the hype train is continuing to build for halo that's the other thing it's not yep. coming in and dying it's built 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 what's next what's next oh december 8th let's go so i'm, I'm hey, excited you get it. weapon charms and multiplayer Weapon charms. Weapon charms. You, I, that was one thing that I did miss, <laughs> and um, you sent me that in the in the background, and I was like, "Nice." The customization, monetization is going to be all about it, and and I don't blame them. Again, it's free to play, so you got to do what you got to do. Again, so I I don't have a problem with it. I just thought it was funny that there's weapon <sighs> charms on Halo weapons now. So I just don't picture Chief or any Spartan running with around with weapon charms, charm, yeah. but. Mm. Whatever works, like said, whatever, whatever's going to yeah. help you monetize the game. Uh, you yep. want to bring some extra funds in. It is what it is. You got to give people <laughs> to something to invest to. Hopefully they're not charging you $10 for weapon charms. Um, that would be absolute trash. <laughs> yep, exactly. Anybody oh, who wants to dive man. deeper too as well, uh, they did on the Halo Insider uh, release a new blog, a huge blog post update uh, yesterday uh, on the 28th uh, with all new screenshots, uh, some up close pictures of some of the new enemy types, yes. um, weapons, Amazing. everything. It was a great uh, Q&A, Q&A and blog post with some of the devs from 343. Uh, so go check that out, uh, obviously on HaloWaypoint.com. Uh, you guys probably all know about that already, but it is a great article with a lot of new information in there as well. Uh, talking about some of the details uh, that are going into this game. So go check that out. So it's still, we nailed that. I dude, love hearing your opinions uh, and your thoughts oh, on Halo. Like I said, man, appreciate that oh, yeah, man. for sure. 
So I'm glad I'm glad you wanted to hear, it, man. I mean, that's an amazing thing. I just yeah, figured uh, I almost kind of skipped over the whole Halo thing just because we've been talking about it. I didn't know you wanted to skip talk about it. So heck yeah, heck yeah. I like to see. <laughs> I like to hear my brother from another's important information because he comes from yeah, a different man. perspective all the time. So yeah, man. Absolutely. I, I feel like I feel like it's the overall point. I'm a, I'm an avid Halo fan. I yep. definitely want to give you that perspective. Um, I guess the last thing we could touch on, I feel like it's going to be kind of quick, uh, unless there's yeah. something else that you want to touch on after, um, is the state of play. Yeah. And I say that very anticlimactically because, because? It was a, I feel like it was a waste of time. <laughs> I, I think, I mean, I they think gave you, would you be, I think you would be in the majority. They gave uh, you Star even, Ocean, but. Or I, hopefully that's the name of the game. <laughs> hardcore, yeah, even including hardcore uh, PlayStation fans, I think you are definitely in the majority. Steel. Yeah, I watch them. Yeah. I watch them. I watch them. Uh, heavy Sony fans uh, and their reaction videos, and I was laughing. Uh, so it was pretty. It was pretty good stuff. Not laughing uh per se at them uh like ha 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 your state yeah. of play suck because that's not the way I am. You guys all know that there's right. games in here that I actually am interested in. Yeah. However, it was just funny to see people who are so hyped because we've had this on the Xbox side as well, been hyped for a show. Uh, and it hasn't actually lived up to that hype. Like ID and mm-hmm. Xbox uh, partnered with Twitch and it turned, there was a lot of great Smooth games fast. in there, but it turned into a, what, five hours of Twitch talk uh, interviews. It was, uh, you know, so again, everybody has their bad shows. This was definitely um, a bad show. Again, I didn't, you know, I saw people out there two out of 10, blah, blah, blah for me. Cause I rate each show individually I, in a vacuum i don't try to compare them you know for me it was more of like a i'd say like a five out of ten it was just a meh uh thing uh but overall the impression was why even have this right <laughs> so yeah right. i i mean i thought it was a two out of ten uh personally yeah. uh yeah honestly star ocean probably saved it for them but even that looked kind of rough it looked like an Xbox 360 game. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not saying that. I know other people try to make yeah. that reference. Uh, no, I really mean like it looks like Final Fantasy on, uh, not Final Fantasy, but Fantasy Star on 360. Right. And to be and fair, it's good. because it's it's Triace and Triace does not get a big budget um, at the end of the day. Yeah, which is, under, which is understandable yeah. and everything. But yeah. for that to be the highlight of your entire show, you're at the end of the year. The only other show that you really have is the Keeleys or the Game Awards, whatever you want to call them. And what are you going to show there? All right, let's 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 dive into this deal. Let's go game by game here, real quick. I've got the whole go game. Ahead. This won't take long uh, because it was. I, I'm sure neither one of us are going to have much to say on most of this stuff. So uh, we can do this. Uh, we, we'll just uh, take each game by each game. So I'll I'll. Uh, I'll tell you the game and then you can tell me if you thought anything of it and then I'll give my quick thoughts and we'll move on. Uh, Deathverse, let it die. So this is that multiplayer battle Royale melee combat TV show. One that they started off with. Uh, any interest deal It's based on the let it die. Ser- uh, let it die uh, world, by the way, let it die was actually kind of a popular deal. When it came uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you a hard pass on that. <laughs> okay. okay fair enough uh yeah no i didn't see much there i kind of like some of the tv show i yeah. i do i do i i do like it was a different a way to present it and that's right. part of the game but at the end of the day uh battle royale melee style is going to be all about the fighting and i didn't see anything in the fighting that really grabbed me like mm-hmm. oh that's something different um it looked like everything else out there it looked like a cross between overwatch and whatever else you want to throw in there right that's all it looked like to me um 
But who knows? Maybe it'll become the hot streaming thing and it'll take off. But that was death versus let it die. Uh, then we went to my game of the year, 2022. Actually, it's going to be between this one and Volcano High. Um, so it doesn't matter. Oh, no, Starfield. Yeah. No, it doesn't side. matter what else comes next year. But we are OFK. I just say OFK. Look, this is the brand new band that Sony is going to introduce to us. It's by an indie developer. Uh, the writing was Oscar worthy. Uh, OFK looked right up my alley. It looked like it was written for me uh, and, and 40 year olds in particular, uh, okay. especially, uh, man, I cannot wait for OFK to launch. I actually had uh, mm. Caitlin create emojis over on fun speculations channel for OFK. Uh, okay. So now I can, I can promote it. Okay. Uh, PM in the PM is going to be the official uh, fan site for OFK uh, until launch uh, mm. worldwide tour starts 2022. Okay. Steel. Are you hyped for some of the big hits uh, we're going to get out of OFK? No. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you try to sell me a dream, and I'm I'm not buying. No, no, you could throw this right in the dumpster next to um, <laughs> next to next to all that other garbage that you try to just spin me right there. Uh, again. I <sighs> obviously goodness. being facetious. Obviously, everybody knows I'm being sarcastic here. Um, look, no shade on the devs. <laughs> These devs are obviously passionate about this project. I'm yeah, not going to shade sure. the devs. But this game in no way, shape, or form was written for me, was made for me. Uh, there was nothing about this that appealed to me whatsoever um, at all. Um, so, again, no shade to the indie devs. Maybe this will find a fan base. I'm sure it will. Yeah. All I know, all I know is, Steel, uh, my kiddo is, is 21, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, I had him watch the trailer mm-hmm. and then tell me if he, because for me, I already had my answer on my side, but again, I'm an older guy. Uh, you know, I have my bubbles. I right. really admit that. So I don't know everything. So I had him watch the trailer and I said, does any, do any of your friends, do anybody that, you know, speak like this in this trailer, do any of them talk like that in any way, shape or form? He watched the trailer and he came back and he goes, Dad, I don't know a single person that talks like this. I said, okay. I said, so I'm not necessarily off. Again, I'm not going to make a blanket statement, but, but oh, I, goodness. I, that, the game is obviously written for his generation, and I just wanted to make sure I wasn't off base on that because what they were speaking and how they were speaking, I was like, dude, nobody talks like this. Who talks like this? Nobody, maybe in Twitter posts we talk like this, but we don't talk like nobody, nobody even younger generation does not speak like these people, these characters are speaking. I'm like, I don't know who this appeals to, but again, it is what it is. So, uh, OFK, we are OFK. Uh, yeah, that was, that was, that was something right there, man. Let me tell you, uh, let me see. Next up was, oh man, steal another one, man. I know this is like your game of the year. It has to be. No, it was close. It was close. It was, okay. Okay. It was okay. close. Okay, it was okay. close, but bug snacks is getting a big update. Bug snacks is getting a huge update with some DLC uh nice giant bugs mm. giant bugs mm. uh, you can now put hats on the bugs you can put a hat um, on my bug man yeah, put a hat on your bug man um so steel uh any thoughts on the bug snacks on uh, the dlc update um no i don't have any ideas <laughs> no nothing there either okay no no uh, no yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah, no bug snacks. Hey, uh, anybody who loves bug snacks, I know some people hey. out there who's platinum in this game. Hey, congrats, you like it? Uh, I love enjoy. it. Joy, uh, I hope you love the DLC. Uh, bug snacks is definitely getting some DLC. Not wasting my personal time. 
but still you can you can dress up your bug you're always about the costume i am i am i i'm 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 all about cosmetics not looking for like a cowboy beetle but at this point there's also (laughs) a limitation Mm. you have to be at least a decent enough game like all right right. not to say bug snacks is trash but to the eye beauty is in the eye of the beholder beholder. not for me (laughs) <laughs> steel and i stay away from saying trash it's just it's not, uh, it's right? not that, that's kind of way yeah. so again because i don't like to throw shade on developers at all no. because these people are all working on stuff that they love to do right. and i you know, want them all to be successful if they can be it's just when games are not for me it's like ooh, god i just don't know mm. i just don't know who this is for i just don't know mm. anyways um then we got a little we got a little slice of good here. Uh, they showed off some more King of the Fighters 15, uh, oh, which is, uh, it's multi-plat. Um, and they actually pulled, uh, they had gameplay f- uh, taken from a PS5 and it looked awesome. Um, and again, this is multi-plat. This was a big win actually for Xbox to get this game. They've been yeah. sorely lacking in fighters as we've talked about here. Sony seems to lock them down. So King of the Fighters 15 may not be the biggest one out there, but it still does have some recognition. King yeah, of the does. Fighters has been around for a long time, a long time since Neo Geo days, right? Mm-hmm. So King of the Fighters has definitely got that lineage. Uh, so I thought it looked great. Um, the art style, uh, the animation, mm-hmm. beautiful, absolutely gorgeous. I uh, was really happy to see that there. Um, so yeah, that they showed off that a little bit and talked about it's getting a beta test, um, which I think might be PlayStation only. Um, PlayStation might have locked that down because I think they have the marketing rights for King of the Fighter uh, Fighters. So, uh, but that was what they showed off. But I liked what I saw there. So that was the first. I was like, okay, cool, awesome. King of the Fighters 15, good to see it. I like to see it in action. Awesome. Um, Steel, do you got any thoughts on King of the Fighters? King of Fighters was cool back in the day. Um, uh, again, I, I like the art style and everything that they're going for in this one. I'm always a proponent for that. Uh, hopefully, it gets some recognition and everything. Um, the fact that it's Cross-platform, again, it's the number one thing I've always asked for for any fighting game because it has become very niche that it just needs to be. You want you want this ecosystem to keep thriving, you need to have it released on all platforms. It can't just be one platform um, if you want it to live the way that it should. Uh, that's the biggest thing. I've kind of, I'm not as there um, as I was anticipating, again, coming off of Guilty Gear Strive 2, another game kind of in that same wheel, wheelhouse, or Mortal Kombat, depending on how you want to look at it. Same kind of style, where you got to learn the combos. 2 is kind of that flat plane kind of thing. I'm more of a Tekken fan, Soul Calibur fan than anything. I like the 3D plane. I like being able to move around within my space and everything. Um, also, you don't have to take those games to be super serious to actually be decent at them. Uh, so that's the other thing. You can really jump in and out of those and have a really good time. King of Five, is, it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, hopefully it does well. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just glad to see it coming to Xbox because, again, yeah. it's one of those. That's the main so, thing. Again, fighters are never going to be huge, huge. There are, you know, Mortal Kombat sells, sells very well. Yeah. But again, overall, fighters are a niche title, but it's just good to see Xbox getting some of them. Right. Um. Uh. uh hey, shout out to you, Lemon. Lemon says trash. I'll say it for you. Thanks, Lemon. Appreciate you. <laughs> <laughs> you got, yeah. Oh man, that's good stuff. Uh, anyways, moving on. So this was the 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 surprise, and this is the one that kind of Five Nights at Freddy. Uh, no. Oh, oh okay, 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 okay. Death's door. Wait, did they not even? Oh, they didn't even put that in here. 
They probably only gave you the newer games and everything. Just said everything. Usually Uh, when they say everything, but this, my list did not do that. So I apologize. So yeah, five nights at Freddy's was also showing again. Eh, whatever. I watched somebody play it and I don't understand why people like it. I don't people like it. It is. It is a thing. It is whatever. They're getting new five night at Fridays, but I think both of us can agree. Death door uh, was announced for PlayStation. Awesome to see it. Uh, The devs, uh, two devs uh, that did that game. They deserve it to have it on every platform. Glad that PlayStation fans. Unfortunately, I did see a bunch of PlayStation fans downing it uh, as always, just because it came to Xbox first and saying they, you know, weren't interested in it. Um, That's a shame. Because even game. though I have not finished the game, it's a great game. It's me, I don't finish games. It it is a great game. Great um, game. it's well, it's so well done uh, yeah. that it's unbelievable that it's a two person team that did that. The um, yeah. So again, Death Store, fantastic. If you're on PlayStation only ecosystem, please go try it out. It is well worth it. If you're into that style game, if you're not into that style game, I get it. It's worth um, it. Uh, it's worth. It's a hundred percent worth it. It's twenty I, bucks, right? Steel was twenty bucks, I think. Um, yes, I, be, I believe it was thirty bucks when I bought it originally. Um, I, if I'm not mistaken, but either way, okay. even at that price, it's a hundred percent worth it. Yeah, it's a worth all the time as you that you're going to end up putting into it. It's not a super extra long game. It's not super complicated. I know people say, "Oh, it's Souls like." It is, but it isn't. It is. Um, it reminds <laughs> me of more like Zelda back in the day, uh, more so than anything else. It's a really good game. It's really good. Yeah. Really good. It is. So yeah, those were those were uh, that was a good announcement. Um, I was happy to see that coming. Obviously, we knew that was going to eventually happen, uh, but that it's happening so quick. And right, uh, I think that one. I don't know if that got announced uh, with a date or not. I think that's oh. coming. I don't know. Uh, but glad to see that coming. So then the first big, well, the first Cart Rider wasn't wasn't the first big surprise. Cart Rider is coming, right? But that was, was after Star Ocean, I believe. <laughs> anyways, so Star Ocean: The Divine Force. Star Ocean is a beloved JRPG franchise for a uh, fan base that was playing them back on PlayStation Two, especially. Mm-hmm. Um, so Star Ocean has been one of those uh, nostalgia franchises that I love. Uh, they were unique back in the day from the story standpoint and some of the, the dialogue choices that you had in Star Ocean, mm-hmm. some of the relationships you could form. Now it's been done a lot, so it's lost that uniqueness. But Star Ocean still has a special place for me and for a lot of people. Uh, so to see this out of the blue come back, again, Triace is a smaller developer. They've been around forever doing JRPGs. Back in the day they could compete with your biggest JRPGs because technology wise, everybody was kind of the same pl- playing field. Try us as they move forward because their games did not sell like a final fantasy. They don't get the budget uh, that other developers do. So guess what? They sacrifice. Where did they sacrifice? Well, they sacrifice in the technology side of things. And if you watch this trailer, there's some parts that look good, but then there's other parts like steel was talking about, look like ps3 360 era no joke i'm not even lying an hd version of ps3 360 right that that's how far behind some of their stuff looks it's not a shot at them again smaller developer they aren't the powerhouse jrpg that they they were once when trias released something especially for us jrpg lovers it was it was a day it was like oh trias is coming out with a new game uh, but they just never, they could not maintain that because they couldn't compete with the big guys, uh, the big boys. So um, for me, I'm loved to see this. Uh, interesting thing, Steel, I don't know if you saw this. Um, so it was announced at the state of play. So a lot of people instantly assumed 
that Square Enix was making it a PlayStation, you know, Switch PC, probably skipping the Xbox, right? Uh, I was getting ready for another Square Enix rant uh, in 2021, but then afterwards, uh, Star Ocean themselves on their Twitter page came out and said, or I think it was Square actually that that said, "Hey, Star Ocean's coming to you know all these platforms," and Xbox was included. I was so happy to see that. Uh, but also, when that announcement was made on Twitter, Sarah Bond herself retweeted it and said. Happy to be able to bring this JRPG to Xbox. Mm-hmm. Team is working hard, blah, blah, blah. Somebody else, uh, somebody random uh, underneath said, hey, Sarah, thank you uh, for your, your team bringing us some of these Japanese titles. Uh, keep them coming. And she said, yep, uh, our team is working daily on this. Mm-hmm. So, but what was kind of cool when Sarah Bond usually tweets something like that, I'm wondering if they got a Game Pass deal. I could see Square Enix saying, okay, to have Star Ocean in uh, game pass day and date so i'm going to keep my eyes and ears i'm open. still uh, there is something else going on there i, I yeah. really do feel like I there's know. something else going on with square enix because there is too many games that are coming in and out um or that are coming to xbox that are kind of like and especially with that last conversation that we had um and you you and matt had this conversation yep. too with everything that's going on it's like yep what is really the deal? <laughs> because at this point, I'm just going to stand on this ledge. I don't, I don't mean to take you off a of track, everything, but I'm just going to stand on this ledge and then kind of push from there. I kind of feel like Square Enix is looking to be bought. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just going to throw that out there. I mean, I it is what it is. I, I mean, we hey, still haven't look. got Final Fantasy yet. It's not, we haven't got seven uh, Final Fantasy seven remake yet, but I'm just saying there's too many hey, other deals that have been made. You're not alone, Steel. You're not alone. I'm just I saying. Still, I, again, it's weird. I, we went we went through the acquisition season and we went through uh, all the possibilities. Yeah. And I've said that I personally I don't think it's a good fit if you just no, look at it outside not. of the IP again and what the ramifications yep. would be of that purchase. Mm-hmm. Yes, that makes sense. But from a working relationship, it wouldn't make sense. It, their management styles and their publishing styles nope. do not mix. Nope. How, but it's however, it's weird. I'm just saying. <laughs> however, I said that I'd like to see it happen just to watch the internet burn. Oh, goodness. The world burn down around us because yeah. it would be ridiculous. Uh, but there's other people out there. Chris Jones, I don't know if he's in the chat today or not, but Chris Jones, C-Unit, uh, you know, he, mm-hmm. he DM'd me months ago and said he's calling his shot, excuse me, and said that Square Enix is the buy. So we, we'll find out. We will find out. It'll be interesting. Ooh, if Square Enix is the buy and Final Fantasy remake doesn't come that same day. Yep. yep. We're going to have a bigger conversation now because then that kind of leads credence into Final Fantasy 16. What are you going to do about that? And that's something that people are actually looking forward to hear from, from the n- next announcement coming out of Sony that could possibly be made during the Keeleys or the Game Awards, yep. depending on how you want to address it. Um, yep. That could be shown there. It could be something to pull real the people back in. Um, because again, I, I mean, I know I asked this question earlier, but what else does Sony have for the end of the year to tease you with? Right. There's no games. What games are coming out? I can't think of one. And that's not good. I mean, like, like we talked about a little bit in the background, um, you know, for this, that my problem with the show and everything is it's not about what they show. I mean, I mean, it is about what they showed because you shouldn't have showed it. But um, some of that stuff, there was a better way to show it. But 
my thing is, what else are you have? What else do you have? What? Tell, um, tell me. Are you going to show I, me Horizon? Are you going to show me God of War? Are you going to show me... What else are you going to show me? No, they're going to roll with what they've got going on because they have... Um, they still have the hype. Uh, they still have the desire that people want for PS5. So they're going to roll with the holiday. And again, Sony's Sony is not known for their holiday lineup. So it doesn't... This doesn't change the fact. But again, I think this show more was... Uh, talked about it with a couple different people on different shows too. I think this show more was... Uh, a matter of they had certain obligations uh, to these smaller devs um, and to some of their third-party partners uh, that they have to show certain games by the end of the year through marketing deals and stuff. And I think this was the leftovers, right? They, they had all their other stuff. And I think these were the leftovers that kind of threw together and put together a show, mm-hmm. right? a state of play, 20 minutes, right? So I think that's kind of what it was and why they did this was kind of because they had to um, more so than a want to. Right. Or more mm-hmm. so than, hey, we're going to we're going to end the year on a high note with this state of play for 20 minutes. I don't think that's what they're shooting for. I think they already knew that they already had, you know, given everybody their big stuff as much as they can already. Again, we could get a surprise show again. They could show us something from God of War Ragnarok the VGAs. Right. They could they could potentially put something out. They could show us Final Fantasy 16 if it's ready uh, at the VGAs. Um, and, you know, that would they still have the VGAs and I still think that they're coming with something there. So there could still be a high note at the end of the year. I just think the state of state of play specifically was more of a, Hey, we got to do this. We got, we we've got, we've got some people that we do have to show off. And again, no shade to the developers uh, because I'm glad some of these smaller games are getting their spotlight. Uh, even mm-hmm. if it get, left fans with a feeling of disappointment, at the end of the day, their 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 game still got shown off to you know you know a, a huge group of people, right? And and that's important for these smaller devs, no matter what. Right. So, but I feel you. I mean, I just don't think they they know they don't have anything, but I still think that the game awards we're gonna have at least one surprise from Sony because they right. know Xbox is coming. I mean, uh, yeah. there's no doubt. They, there's no doubt because Xbox has more content to know what to do with, and Sony's not in that boat right now, um, and may never be. But they know they got to show something there, so I expect to see at least one surprise. One. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I mean, it's, it's again, it just leaves me in this space because. I sit on the fence of my own laurels, right? Um, of what I stand for as a gamer, what I look for in games and everything else. Um, it just worries me because I'm not necessarily worried because I'm not concerned. I'm not concerning. I'm not concerned over it either, but I'm concerned selfishly because I want them to give me a reason to invest. I want them to give me my own personal reasons to invest. And right now that's what the multiplayer game. Um, again, like I always say, unless they come out with a Gundam Breaker Four, um, that's going to be the only way because this new Gundam, this, the the new Gundam Breaker was trash. Um, they try to make bring over here to the West and everything. No, do what you're doing, just bring Gundam Breaker Four to me. Unless they do that, that's going to be the only other way. Or Spider Man Two, something like that. Um, I just want something to entice more people. Um, because we could get into if I really wanted to be petty. I could get into the whole conversation of, oh, um, PS subscribers, PS now losing subscribers. Oh, yeah. If I really wanted to be petty. But it's just like we had the conversation last week with the whole Game Pass sub thing that these things go up and down. It is what it is, depending on when IPs are there. But 
it holds a little more credence on the other side of it for me personally, just because I do not get why people are more invested on one side versus the other side. Now I say, I don't get it. I mean, of course I do as a gamer, I have friends on who have had friends on either platform. Of course I get it for that. But as far as overall services and, and uh, quality of life and everything like that, I don't get that perspective of it. And again, everybody's ecosystem is different. You play in the ecosystem that your that your friends are going to be in more so than anything else, unless you're a single player gamer, which has always separated that line of Sony and Microsoft from me, or even in PC. Um, that kind of what that separates the my I, was, I could put Microsoft and PC on one line and the Sony on the other line because Sony has always been tailored more towards your single player experience. So. I just want to see them open it up more. Hey, give me some news about factions. Hey, give me a reason to be hype. I know you're getting into the multiplayer scene, but give me a reason to be invested. And that's what I selfishly want to see. That's what I selfishly want to hear them come out with at a state of play like this. That's why I personally give it a two out of 10 because I didn't see anything out of this that personally enticed me other than games that have already been out. Like other people always say, Oh, this game's already released before. Oh, uh, why, why are you hyped for this game now? Where it's the opposite in the spectrum for them. Or, oh, where Xbox had that game, so why should I care? Damn, Death, fucking Death's Door was a great game. Why is it a problem now? It doesn't work that way the other way. You know, I don't get mad when a game, when Final Fantasy VII Remake finally either comes to PC or um, Xbox, I'm not going to be like, oh, Fuck that game. I why do I care? No. Right. As a mild Final Fantasy fan, I'm gonna play it. Right. Is it a reason to buy a console? Not for me, but right. I do want to play the game at some point. So exactly. it's kind of just one of those things. So Yeah, exactly. No, I agree with you. I agree with you still wholeheartedly. So <laughs> and, uh, and 108 was saying real quick. Yeah. Oh, he's saying that's not penny, that's not petty. It's the news talking about uh what I'll say PlayStation now losing subscribers. Yeah. And Yes, it is the news, but I only say it's petty because it's it's a nitpicking thing. Because you can say the same thing about Game Pass, um, about it lo- gaining subscribers slowly. Oh, like we had that whole conversation last week about that. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, we, it's it's the nitpicking thing. It's going to go up and down. Again, the whole point is IPs matter. Right. That's what people have been saying. You Correct. you've been using Absolutely. this whole mantra against Xbox or against Microsoft for so long. Now that we're getting IPs or have IPs, have studios to work on these IPs, now it's becoming more of a problem or seemingly we're going in the wrong direction. Yeah. Which I don't yeah, I don't absolutely. think is the case. Yeah, no, 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 no. But you know what? At, at the end of the day, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. And like I said, um whether or not this state of play moves a needle in any way, shape, or yeah, form. That's neither I, here. You know, it, it, it's neither here nor there. Right, right. Again, they're 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 going to ride out what they got going on. Uh, the IP eventually will matter. It does matter. Uh, yeah. We all know this. Yeah. Uh, next year, again, Sony's going to be back in the news. They've got big titles coming early, yeah. Um, yeah. and they're going to be fine. 
Um, they're going to be fine next year. People who are talking about, you know, well, next year, Xbox has got Starfield, Xbox has got Redfall, Xbox has got possibly Forza Motorsport. Yeah, all that's true. Mm-hmm. But Sony's also got one heck of a lineup, right? With with Horizon, with Forspoken, and with possibly, and I'm, I'm still on the train that they bookend next year. I still am on the train that they're going to push God of War holiday 2022. I still think they make it. Um, some people are saying 2023. I I think they'd get it out. I think that I think they bookend with Horizon and God of War just because of what Microsoft has got going. We've on. seen that already. Yeah. <laughs> so how many more times are you going to show me the same thing? You're going to show me more gameplay? Yeah. Shit, you made me work. You made me watch a live wallpaper for three hours. Like what? What, what else are you going to show? Like, I know, but they got Verizon. Verizon's going to launch in February, right? So we don't have too much longer to watch. I mean, yeah, true, so, but it's yeah. I don't know, so, man. It's just weird. Yeah, I don't know, but I think something will show up at the VGAs. Uh, all right, let's round out the state of play. Uh, so we've got those. Uh, they showed First Class Trouble, which we talked about at the beginning of the show, mm-hmm. coming into PS Plus for free for the subscribers, which is fantastic. I love that. Uh, First Class Trouble uh, is that Among Us-like game uh, where your group of players trying to work uh, to escape from a cruise ship, but two players are trying to sabotage them. Mm -hmm. Uh, So again, like Among Us, but in a 3D aspect with like a Bioshock, a Fallout-ish kind of aesthetic to it um so yeah that that game's coming out um you know again from what i saw didn't look like graphically impressive oh game, god you know. mav i'm sorry i'm sorry pong yeah, but yeah. god damn it mav i fun speculation i really hope to do not show gran turismo 7 <laughs> i i really fucking don't do not show gran turismo 7 after they, they release horizon please do not do that you're setting yourself up for a bad time because oh my god! Anyway, sorry, sorry, Paul. I didn't, I, didn't mean, I didn't mean to interrupt, but oh my god! Oh, Man's Ma- all about that Gran Turismo, so oh he's my, back on the hype oh train now. So god. he's he's no, all about no, it. He's Ma- pushing, no, he's pushing his Gran Turismo motorsport. No, wait, just Pro- wait for propaganda. motorsport. Just wait for motorsport. <laughs> Lord, delay it. Uh, so yeah, so no, uh, so we had that. Then we had the kart racer, uh, which we talked about. Yeah. Um, the cart racer, or you brought up again, yeah. so I didn't forget it. But the cart yeah. racer, um, that was exciting. That's, that's already been out. But I, I thought you were. I thought you'd be excited for that. I'm not excited. No. Okay. 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 Cart racer. It looked. It is a cart racer. So it is what it is. And then of course we've got uh, to end the show uh, was uh, Little Devil uh, Inside, right? Mm-hmm. So um, people were downplaying game, again. But they shouldn't be, oh, how they showed this. So I talked about this with Matt. They showed this game last year. Do you remember seeing this game, Steve? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't remember. Little Devil Inside? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Uh, they showed off a great battle system last year, mm-hmm. right? There, there is a fantastic battle system within this game. Then they come to this state of play and show us how we're going to traverse the world and try to lean into that and mm-hmm. into the humor of the game. Mm-hmm. That's why people downplayed it afterwards. People forgot that they showed us gameplay a year ago and that it has a great battle system because of how they displayed this game. I had a problem with how they displayed the game. The game still looks good to me. The battle system from last year, I still remember going, wow, damn, this looks kind of fun. So I'm still I'm still interested in this game because I like my smaller games. I like my mm-hmm. indie titles and I love I love the art direction in this game. It mm-hmm. looks awesome. Um, but yeah, people are downplaying it. Steel, did you... Did you see anything out of this game? Are you I'm not interested remotely in interested? I'm not, not interested in it. That's fine. That's fine. So, you know, so that was your state of play. 20 minutes long. 
again, if you pulled stuff out of it, you know, great. That's the main thing, right? I understand. It was something there I for everybody, understand. I guess. I understand the hate, though. I do understand the hate. It was uh, unneeded. I, yeah, yeah, it was. It could have been a blog post. They probably had, um, you know, some marketing deals where they had to show off stuff. Uh, so they had to do this, but it could have realistically been just a blog post, like an Xbox wire. <laughs> I mean, it could have really been that, uh, with some highlight trailers thrown up on YouTube, right? It could have been that they didn't need to do this, but I think they had to in some ways. So they put it together. Um, I feel like it's more shooting themselves in the foot than anything else. Honestly, going into this fall season, it's not the way again, looking at it on the marketing side of things. Again, I, again, I'm not a marketer. I don't do these things in real life, whatever the case might be, but I am a customer service and I, I 100% understand how that works. So it's like looking at it from the marketing side of it, who in the hell said, okay, release this. This is going to be great. This is going to start the hype train up for this fall, get people interested in what we got going. I would have much rather you shown their exact same shit already. Show me God of War again, show me Horizon again, and then show me Spider-Man again, or um, and then do it again on the Keeleys or the Game Awards. Just get, because you have to sell your product. You doing this for me doesn't hype up your fall lineup as a PlayStation Now. Your PlayStation Nows are now looked at like your E3 kind of things. Or, well, actually you can't really call them that because it's kind of up and down. Okay, one one state of play, you might show me the big games. The next state of play, you might not show me nothing. It's kind of like, what expectation? Like, okay, the only reason I'm so adamant about this is because we cannot continuously say, oh, we, you know, we got to speak about Xbox a certain way. No, let's talk about Sony the same way too then. Oh, it's yeah. the same exact thing. It was... It was garbage. It was garbage. It wasn't worth it. And like I said, I saw most people. I didn't see. I didn't see really too many defenders out there. Right. I saw most people going. What was that? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Legit, yeah. even say so many hardcore fans. Like I said, I watched them. They react. They were like, "Are you kidding me? <laughs> what is this?" <laughs> right? Because they yeah. had themselves talked into the fact that we were going to see Final Fantasy 16. That we were going to, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Because again, Sony. The only thing I will, I will, I will keep. I, I will criticize them the same way that i criticized xbox mm -hmm. i still think it's i still think it's on the individual person yeah yeah, yeah if yeah, you yeah. know you're a person yeah. that likes to get hyped and then afterwards you're disappointed and upset and it causes you emotional distress because you didn't see what you wanted to see right then it's on you to to check yourself right, right. for me i can get myself hyped and then if the show doesn't live up to it, I come away with it, but I'm like, eh, whatever. Yeah, what I don't, I, mean. I don't dwell on it. Right. It's right. not like some, Oh God, that was uh, again. Oh, right. To me, it's no big deal. Right. Right. I still think it's, but I will say yeah. this, that when Sony came out with their post, they tried to be trans, they tried to set expectation, but when they said third party and third party partners, mm -hmm. they should have probably said it, that they were talking about mostly small partners, right. because when you say third party partners, and Sony knows this. Most people are going to instantly think to the big ones like Square Enix. Think that, and right. we did get Square, but everybody's going to think the Final Fantasy 16s are going to be there. Right. right? Everybody thinks we're going to see maybe some more Elden Ring. Right. right. Everybody Something. thinks that yeah. we're going to, yeah, we're going to see that kind of stuff. So they could have done a better job saying, "Hey, our smaller partners, right? <laughs> like, like something. or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah, something. So, so, but uh, yeah. So that that's my you know real criticism. But again, it was a mess show. I understand why people absolutely hated it. I understand that completely. Uh, anybody who does come out of this saying this was a fantastic show, hey, more power to you. You I like it? I love it. See it, but you, you know, like it? If I you, love it. Yeah, 
If you're honestly loving <laughs> OFK uh, and what they're bringing and you and you're loving the death verse, uh, you know, because you're a, a big let it die fan. That's what's up. Hey, more power to you. More power to you. I don't see it, but hey, great for you. You got something. All right. Seal. Well, uh, we are over three hours. brother. We Can are, man. I feel like I feel like we uh, we definitely touched on a lot of topics, too. I bet. Actually, I didn't think we were going to end up talking about as much as we did. So that's an amazing thing. Um and again, I mean, we did it pretty fluently, too. It didn't feel like it was all over the place. felt really no, no, no. put together no. and everything. Again, you would really think that we were behind the scenes talking about these things right before the show or like for we a week before the show. We spent 15 hours this week working on the show, people. So, you yeah. know, appreciate it. It worked yeah. off smooth. No. No, no, we didn't. <laughs> we probably what worked thirty minutes on the show, if that. We just we've spent thirty minutes just trying to catch up. <laughs> that's hilarious. That's hilarious. But I mean, again, that's what you get here with Living Split Screen. Again, that's why we pride ourselves on being authentic, organic, um, bringing that high octane energy, uh, bringing you just the organic nature of what gaming should be. Uh, again, we care about everything that's going on within the gaming space, the gaming. Uh, world uh, i like to call it you know what i mean yeah. um taking that rts view pulling yourself all the way back um and just looking at the entire map um all those dark spots that may be in the map and everything going there seeing what's there harvesting and coming back with all the good goodies and all the details so you can build that next base and constantly and bring those upgrades um and everything else at least that's the perspective that we like to take on it um again that's why, why that's what we pride ourselves in and hopefully you guys can feel that um again live raw uncut that is what we pride ourselves in and that is also why i have to spring in we give you guys what's coming up coming in the gamings uh gaming history well gaming world i should say again um but we also have to bring in this day in gaming where we look back within the last 30 years of our gaming history and just see where we came from man again halo is a perfect example of that 20 years in the making to see what halo came in with with ce to see what halo is now is night and day uh, we can make all the references and make uh, all, all the every go back and forth. Oh, it's a, it reminds me of three. Oh, it doesn't look as good as four. It doesn't look good as this game. And that's just 20 years of looking through these this gaming's history. We take that an additional 20 years, an extra 10 to 15 years out. When you're considering we just came from 8-bit, 16-bit, 32 graphics, 2D gaming when you had to leave your system on all day hopefully your mom didn't turn off the console when you got back home because you didn't have a memory card to where we're at now i feel like it's an amazing thing gaming is art and should be treated as such um and that is the main thing of this so i have to give you guys the this day in gaming segment so with that being said let's get to it all right the this day in gaming segment feel old steel aka that. make I pong was, feel old thank you um because that's you. the main thing i was that, waiting for you to add that that's the main thing that uh i didn't i didn't um i try i try to cut i try to come away from it because i'm not here to make you feel yeah. old man you know you know you know look i was feeling much better last weekend about myself oh, and i was trying it? to figure out why because you didn't and oh. then i realized you skipped this part last yeah, week because yeah. you were already over time and you had stuff to do we went and four hours like, oh, last time that too though that's right steel didn't make me feel old today so <laughs> that's, that's true. why i feel so much better about that's, that's that's true that, that's probably what it is and now you just gonna bring me down this weekend but oh. what's crazy is i make you feel old and then somehow you always reminisce about one of these games that we have we bring up 
it always it always and always love the fact that it got brought up i i don't live in nostalgia uh, yeah, what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, okay. Paul, not living in nostalgia. <laughs> All right, so let's go, baby. Let's, let's start go. off with 1992, the year I was born, man. Um, Genesis released Landstalker in Japan. Not familiar with that title. I heard it was a, a solid game, though. Landstalker is Very one of solid. the most under. See, you first game out the gate. Look at you. See, Landstalker is one of the games when people talk about the Genesis is one of the most underrated RPGs of its time. Landstalker uh, was oof. absolutely fantastic. I put so many hours into that game. Uh, it was so good. So, so good. Yeah, I've, 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 I've heard that. Like I, like I said, I've never played the game myself, but I've definitely heard of it. Of it. Land, and, Landstalker yeah. and Oasis. Those were the two most like underappreciated RPGs of the Genesis ty- uh, time frame. Nice, um, nice. Yeah. Uh, then we move on to Super Nintendo releasing Shin Megami Tensei in Japan. Again, another classic series. You can't live that down. I haven't played nope. that one either. Um, I have played some of the later iterations, but um, probably not to the level that I would have loved to play them at. So we, we would we would not have Persona if we did not. If have it wasn't for Shin Megami Tensei, one hundred percent. That is, I correct. know that for sure, and I'm not the yes. biggest Persona fan. But yeah, if it wasn't for Shin Megami, it wasn't Persona wouldn't exist. Um, then in 2001, we move. Actually, we, we moved for kind of quick to almost 10 years later. Um, Game Boy oh. Advance released Mega Man Battle Network. That actually was a pretty decent game. Um, the Mega Man games on Game Boy were actually really pretty good. Uh, I actually enjoyed those a lot. Um, then PlayStation 2 released Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3, another legend, uh, within that ecosystem, yep. an amazing game at that time. Uh, 2006 PSP released Dungeon Siege Throne of Agony. Dungeon Siege, old school. Familiar with that one. Dungeon Siege is good shit. Not familiar with that one. Yeah, Uh, but PSP again, classic console, Uh, handheld console. 2007, PSP released Ben 10, Protected of Earth. (laughs) Um, I didn't get a chance to play that game, but that was definitely centered on the good series of Ben 10. So yeah, yeah. Me and a kiddo used to watch Ben 10. Ben 10 was amazing. Yeah, Um, it was a great show. PSP also released uh, Disgaea Afternoon of Darkness. Disgaea is always, always been I love a, Disgaea. Up and down, up and down <laughs> I series. love Disgaea. Always hear good, great things about that. Uh, yeah. And then on PC in 2007, they released The Witcher. Again, Ooh. started the uh, started off the iconic series, uh, even with all its up and downs. Correct. Uh, then in 2008, we released another classic series depending on who you ask <laughs> harvest moon animal parade in japan shout out to lady af she probably shout out to lady for AF. harvest yep. moon fan absolutely uh then we move on to 2012 playstation 3 xbox 360 released assassin's creed 3 great game. uh yes assassin's creed 3 was a great game um is this the native american one uh this is the civil war one right the civil war one okay uh, yep. I think I didn't play this one. Uh, th- okay. I think this came out right after the Ezio Auditore series, I believe. Was that the one? Was it was it the one with the Renaissance yes. before that? I think so. I believe yeah. so, because it was like it was like a third. It was like Assassin's Creed two and three, and then it was just like, oh, here's a here's the actual Assassin's Creed three, because right. the other one was based off of like it was a continuation of the previous game, uh, within the same aspect. Um, but I've heard great things about that. Uh, but PlayStation Vita also released uh, Assassin's Creed 3, but it was called Liberation. Um, right. I believe it was just a continuation of the story, I think. Uh, I can't remember. But uh, then in 2012, PlayStation 3 released the most the most terrible most uh, most wanted, and that was 
Need for Speed Most Wanted on PlayStation 3. Let me make sure, yes, this was the Most Wanted that they re-released, but it wasn't based off the original Most Wanted. Um, it was like they tried to bring it up the day and add a, they completely changed the game. Um, it wasn't based off the original Most Wanted. That's like a classic, I believe, that came out in 2006. Um, that one is a classic that they all they needed to do was completely remaster that game. They would have been just fine. No, they had to completely remake the game. And I just, uh, yeah, I just said, I just said Civil War. Thank you, Doom Reaper. Yes, I said Civil War. I meant Revolutionary oh, War. Revolutionary Sorry. War. I, I got yes. what you meant. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. Correct uh, him, Doom Reaper. Let him know. Let him know. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Doom Reaper. Yes, yes, yes. And, and in that one, he was uh, half. Uh, yeah, half and half, right? Ha- yeah, half and half. Yeah. So we were thinking about the right. I knew what you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, we were thinking about the right one. I, was just, I knew yeah. what you were talking about. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Doom. I'm not the biggest history guy, so it's like, I, I knew what you were talking about, though. <laughs> I know you didn't mean Civil War exactly, but I, I anyway, he needed to hear that. We won't live, we won't live and die on it. Uh, <laughs> in 2012, PlayStation 3 re- also released Okami HD. Okami is another great game. Um, I haven't had a chance to actually play through it myself. I have seen others play through it, um, and I know a lot of people enjoy it. So yep. shout out to that. Multiple times. It's great. Yeah. It's good. Um, it's the one that's it's what, based off the, the dog, right? painting and the, stuff. the painting yeah i it, it looked good it definitely looks good it's, it kind of reminds me of the origami cool. uh kind of art style yeah yeah kind of but much more much more fluid like yeah. more more artistic for gotcha, sure gotcha, so, gotcha. awesome yep um and then in 2012 playstation 3 and xbox 360 released a wwe 13 a lot of people were wrestling fans oh yeah then. oh yeah oh yeah uh, 2014 PC released Icewind Dale Enhanced Edition. Mm, I'm not sure what that is, but hey. Yep, Icewind Dale set in the D&D setting. Okay. Uh, some of my favorite books, Forgotten Realms. So, okay, nice. Uh, yep, there you go. Icewind Dale is those classic uh, CRPGs, right? Nice, so. nice, nice. Um, and then in 2015, PlayStation 4 released Darksiders 2, the fin- Death Innovative Edition. Uh, I like the way they did that. That was actually, Darksiders 2 was actually, the whole Darksiders series has been really great. Um, yep. The only thing, the only one I regret not playing thus far is the isometric one, I believe it is. Um, the top down one. Uh, it's like yep. a shooter or whatever the case. I yeah, haven't yeah, played you're through talking that about one. Uh, Gen- uh, Genesis. Genesis, there we go. That's the only one I haven't played through yet. Um, all the other darks, and that one and the other one with uh, the chick. I think that was three. Dark Siders 3. Yeah. Yep. I, I I started it. I think I got about halfway through it. I haven't finished it. I, I, that's something I do need to go back and finish. I, I love what they do with it. As far as like the puzzling, the combat, all right. of that. I, I I love it. I love what they do with it. Um, PC then released in 2015, Endless Sky. Sounds familiar, but it doesn't sound like anything I probably ended up playing. Um, then in 2017, Xbox One released Disneyland Adventures in Japan. Um, <laughs> you can only imagine what that could have been about. Then in 2018, PlayStation that was, Four that was a Connect special. I was it Connect special? Was it a Connect oh, yeah. special? You could you could like tour through Disneyland and oh, use the rides. Yeah. Oh, oh god. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, okay. Well, there you go. In case you <laughs> in case you wanted to get to go on your little personal Disney adventure trip, uh, that was there for you. Um, then in 2018, PlayStation Four released Call of Cthulhu. And uh, Kingdom Hearts, the story so far. Yep. What's crazy about that? The story so far, you probably still didn't understand the story. Nope. <laughs> it's probably been the one main issue with Kingdom Hearts is that it's kind of, it'd be hard to follow for a lot of people, though if you are able to follow it, it's not a bad game. I mean, I mean, Kingdom Hearts, it does what it does and it does it well. So it is what it is. 
There's a reason why people love Kingdom Hearts. Uh, 2018 PC release Project Hospital. Again, I'm imagining that's a um, a sim about you being Project in a hospital. hospital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There, there you go. Hospital. Maybe if you want to live out your fantasies about being a nurse or whatever the case, doing your doctor's bidding. There you go. We got a game for you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, you just want. You're more. You're more. Not even being the. You're more the management. You know, ah, like okay, the, gotcha, the, gotcha. the hospital management, right? And you got to build out your managing the whole so hospital. Much like uh, what's the other? One? What's the one on like Xbox right now? Hospital. Uh, uh, anyways, I'm not sure. Well, I forget the name of it. I forget the name of it, but I played it. It's good. No, anyways, interesting, interesting. Um, <laughs> 2020, uh, Nintendo Switch, Nintendo Switch, the Switch, Nintendo Switch released Pikmin 3 Deluxe, um, and then PlayStation 4 released the Dark Pictures Anthology Little Hope. And speaking of Dark Pictures Anthology, they have a little, they have another one coming out. Um, so that should be interesting to see how that ends up playing out and to see if that that whole anthology and everything continues to go well for them, um, as it seemingly has to, has been at least I should say. Um, and with that. That is your Disney and gaming segment. I've, I've, I know I missed it last week. Again, I felt like our conversation was more important. We had a four-hour show. Felt like that extra hour of content was more worth it than me going into the Disney and gaming segment. Um, but other than that, that is your look into the past 30 years of gaming. Again, gaming is art and should be treated as such. Paul. Episode 31 is in the yes. books. We talked about a lot of things this week. I felt like we talked about it, and I mean, very yeah. uniquely in ways that I haven't at least heard this week. Again, that's something I take pride in uh, that we do on a week-to-week basis, that no matter what, no matter how many people talk about it, that we're able to come in and give the people the energy that they deserve, um, that boost that they need to get their weekend started, um, and just overall bringing that organic nature and authenticity that we always bring Man, go ahead and let the, lead the people to victory. Lead them, uh, lead them on out of here. Let them know where they can find you, and uh, let, tell the people how, about your feelings uh, now that we're at the, towards the end <laughs> of the show, man. Fantastic show, episode thirty-one, uh, October thirtieth, twenty twenty-one. Living split screen. This was awesome, uh, Steel. Uh, again, I talk a lot during the week uh, on different shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got another one tonight, but when I get here on a Saturday morning, like it's special because I've had the week to kind of let a lot of the news, especially the early week news, like we got this week, kind of the dust settle, Mm -hmm. um, get my thoughts in order. And then when I come here, I get a fresh perspective from you on it. Right. Uh, That I haven't heard throughout the week. And so for me, it's like, okay, now I can approach this from a different angle or Mm -hmm. I can see something different that maybe early in the week I didn't. So I love coming here on Saturdays uh, and having this chance. If you can hear my dogs barking, I'm sorry, they're being extremely loud right now. Um, It is what it is. Anyways, uh, you know, so for me, Saturday morning is special. Uh, I'm living split screen. I love coming here. This community that we have here that is dropping in every single week uh, for us is truly special they they are our family our extended family here just as much as anybody else is so appreciate you all being here the chat was very lively today Stubbs came in causes disruption as he always likes to do love you brother uh with, with some of his debates man yeah so so uh but everybody joined in uh and was really talking about different uh subjects and that's what makes this the best time uh because again without that participation it's just steel and i sit on xbox live talking about this between the two of us so right. thank you all for being here love you all again respect you guys for what you do giving up your time to be with us uh hope we gave you some entertainment this morning right. this is an energy boost for me 
Uh, I've said it a million so, times that I get off this show and I'm ready to tackle Saturday, whatever else I've got to do, because it does feel like I just got a great workout, not a workout that causes me to be tired, a workout right. that energizes me. Uh, and that's because of you, Steel. Thank you, brother. Again, as always, for the stuff you do behind the scenes to make this happen on a weekly basis. Yeah, because man. without you, there is no show. So I appreciate you being here, brother. All you do. I uh, love you, man. And uh, respect. And again, real life has got us both in its grasp. Yeah. But bottom balls. <laughs> but guess what? But guess what? We come happens. here on Saturday. We get together on Saturday. We right. spend three hours plus getting away from all the real life stuff. So uh, again, brother, love you, man. Thank you for doing this with me and yeah, uh, starting this journey, man. 31 episodes and it's still unbelievable. We started this in spring. Now we're coming into November, man. This yeah, is ridiculous. man. Yeah, man. Ridiculous. We've, we've been talking about Forza Horizon for almost a whole year. We've been talking about Halo Ooh. for almost a whole year. And now we're just, you know, weeks away from Horizon. Yep. Uh, actually days if you got the early edition and just a month away uh right around the corner a month and a week away from uh halo, halo yeah absolutely insane insane to think about uh anyways pong soul everywhere you guys know the drill tonight shop podcast ptk blams channel please come by uh see, see more people showing up uh which is fantastic the man's been yes. doing it for five years this is not a new show he gets some great guests um, even if we don't have guests, we just have a great show. It's a great time. Myself, Fuzzy Belvedere, Centurion, PTK, the Shop Podcast, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 o'clock Central Time, Tuesdays, Boomsticks Channel, Double Barrel Gaming. You know the drill there, Xbox Factor Podcast. It's the one and only Xbox Factor Podcast he now has. He used to have two. Now yes. we just have the Tuesday show. Look, boom, Zemi, three bits back when he's available. Mav is a full-time member of the show. Got Archimedes. Uh, as a part of the panel hall of fame panel it's a fun time on tuesdays uh so drop on by all things xbox 12 p.m eastern 11 o'clock central time thursday nights you've heard it here multiple times mentioned fun speculation is building his own empire that's right mav is going out and trying to build his own media empire youtube empire so guess what he started another show thursday asked me to co-host with him actually gave me the captain's chair so drop on by it's just me and him much like Steele and I do here, except we focus even more so on one, two, maybe three topics. Right. Um, and we do try to keep it at two hours there. But PM in the PM, Thursday nights over on Fun Speculations channel, uh, 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 o'clock Central Time, Thursday nights, Pong and Mav in the PM. Come check it out. Uh, we're uh, we're going to be doing episode three coming up here this week. So check out the other two episodes if you want to find out what we're about. Uh, again, just a good time uh, between two dudes talking about some gaming, right? That's all we do. Uh, kick back and, and, and do that for a couple hours. Right. Uh, and then Friday night's Xbox ultimate uh, fun speculation channel. Again, told you he's building an empire. He's got so many shows now too. Uh, check us out there. Uh, the magnificent seven. We are down a few people, uh, hopefully getting some people back shortly in the next coming weeks here. Um, but otherwise, uh, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 o'clock Central Time, Xbox Ultimate. Uh, we had Brother Mike on from uh, NLG yeah. last night. He showed up. I had to come in late because of work. Uh, but we had a crazy 45-minute conversation that last did. night about RTSs. Like, like, it's probably the longest RTS has ever, ever been talked about in a podcast in history because we just – I thought it was going to be a 15-minute conversation it turned into like a 45 minute debate <laughs> so it was a good time though it was a good time that, that that's what podcasting is about uh so hey go check us out xbox ultimate otherwise get out there it's a great weekend halloween is tomorrow 
enjoy your kids. If you got kids, uh, if you're you know, doing all that kind of stuff, celebrate, make those memories. That's really what's important. Real life stuff. When you get the chance though, kick back, enjoy this golden age of gaming, play what you love, love what you play. There's something for everybody out there right now. Even if you're like me and are playing 10 old game, 10 year old games, it doesn't matter. <laughs> They're out there. So go out there, love it. Enjoy it. Uh, I will talk to you all real soon. Steel, it is actually your turn to get us out of here. Tell everybody where they can find you and anything else important. And then uh, let's get the good people on with the week. Hey, man, look, um, again, a week to week basis. Um, I am ever grateful that we even started the conversation in the DMs uh, that we had. Again, that was also organic. We wouldn't be here if it wasn't for that conversation. Um, so I'm forever thankful to you for, for being here, having this conversation. Uh, the fact that we bounce off each other so well, the fact that this works um, is an amazing thing to me. Again, um, I know for show-wise, I would love for us to be able to put more attention on this, dedicate more time. Uh, but the fact that it works and we work for the show um, is an amazing thing. Uh, again, life is life. Things are happening in the background. But the fact that we as two gentlemen that could just get together, have hours of conversation easily about whatever is going on within the gaming space is an amazing thing to me. And um, I look forward to this day every week. Uh, just Again, not only does it give me that octane boost, but it also uh, just helps me forget about some of the other shit and gets me to focus more so on, uh, I mean, life is life but it doesn't always have to be about that um and gets me to centralize on hey focus on the moment and then everything else is kind of external so uh with that being said y'all can find me i still rain i everywhere the t is a seven type it into your search bar if it's facebook if it's google if it's youtube if it's twitter type it in you'll more than likely find me um again i'm gaming man uh I would love to be on more podcasts and everything like that. Uh, Again, my time is very limited. uh, And for me, I'd rather spend my time gaming than talking about the games. Um, As much as I enjoy it on either spectrum, uh, again, like Paul would tell you, I'm I'm a completionist, man. Um, There's a lot of games that I need to get back into. Tales of Arise, now Everspace 2, now there's so many other games that I need to finish out, especially before Forza comes, because Forza is going to be another one of those games that it's going to release, and I'm going to be lost in that for at least 100 hours, at least when it releases, um, depending on how hard it pulls me, and from everything that I've heard this time around, it looks like it's going to pull me a lot harder than it did the other four uh, horizons at least have um, motorsports a completely different thing. That's a thousand hours at least to me personally, uh, just because of how enthralled I get into those games. So um, it is what it is. As far as that goes, just look for constant content to be coming out. As far as like new gameplay, always coming out from me on a week to week basis uh, right here on living split screen. Uh, I would also love to put more stuff on our living split screen channel as far as just like gameplay and things that I do uh, for the people. So y'all can have just uninterrupted gameplay from myself or for Pong, whoever to get uploaded on the channel. We are going to work on some of those things in the background. Other than that, I love you guys. Love the chat. Y'all have been amazing. Again, the constant conversation that y'all are having, the differing opinions. I love to see. Uh, and other than that, man, we'll see y'all next week. Episode 32, 9 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. UK time. And the only place in the YouTube space that keeps it live, raw, 
uncut, authentic, organic, and natural right here with Living Split Screen. Much love to y'all, and uh, we'll catch y'all next week. Peace. Peter, everybody. Ooh, much love.